Hello, Brain Trust. Great jam-packed episode coming at you this week for Last Week on Earth. It seems like everything happened during this last week. Everybody dropped out of the presidential race. There are zero candidates left. The biggest explosion in history happened. I'm not talking about Biden's campaign resurgence, although I could be. I'm talking about outer space and a black hole. Biggest ever that happened. Oh, is that all? A coronavirus hysteria update, including my personal upping of my own level of panic. Taylor Swift is now a man. Flavor Flav came for Bernie Sanders last week. We spread out and discuss manspreading. Chrissy Teigen and Tristan Thompson news, a bachelor update. Some nostalgia for things we miss from childhood. A kid wins a bunch of cannabis. A sort of maybe successful peace deal with the Taliban while still attacking each other, of course. A rare rebuke. From the Supreme Court, a dinosaur skull preserved with DNA inside of it. And somebody made a really, really bad pot of coffee. Plus, my guest is my very close friend, actor and stand-up comedian Tone Bell. He has a Showtime special called Can't Cancel This and was one of the stars of FAM on CBS, disjointed on Netflix, Truth Be Told, with Mark Paul Gosseler. Oh, my God, he knows Zach Morris. It's true. Kate, Kate Walsh's Bad Judge, and he also starred in Whitney, which, of course, was also starring Eli Whitney, the inventor of the cotton gin. I mean Whitney Cummings. I get those two confused a lot. Point is, it is a packed episode from a crazy-ass week. No other podcast truly covers it all like we do. No one else can claim to cover everything that happened during the last week on Earth. So brain trust. Let's do it. Do not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, Brain Trust. It is Ben Glebe here. What a last week on Earth this has been. I mean, they packed it in this week. Holy potato salad. One week ago, when we last met via your ears and via my mouth and microphone, we had 142 candidates left in the race. I'm kidding. Actually, technically, it's true. But of the mainstream major candidates, there was a bunch left. There was still Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Warren. Bloomberg and Sanders and Biden. And now there's just Sanders and Biden after one week. Are you, that is unbelievable. That fast. It's all done. Super Tuesday was in the middle. That's pretty much what did it. But even leading up to Super Tuesday, these cats was dropping like flies. They were fly cats and they was dropping so quick. It's crazy. I mean, 
Buttigieg drops out because he does not do well in South Carolina. Got like negative percentages of the black vote. I think like 2%, but that's basically the same. Not enough to become president of these United States, which includes black people. Klobuchar drops out next day. They both instantly endorse Biden. Well, Pete waited till Klobuchar did, then he did as well. Then Beto O'Rourke hops on. These three immediate endorsements prove how much these other three candidates, Beto and Buttigieg and Klobuchar, were and never have been, were, sorry, never have been incredibly progressive and were always establishment politicians. Straight up. That's the proof you need. Because they might have claimed to be wanting to change things in a big way, but that is not the candidacy that Biden is. And they immediately endorsed him. And while he, I'll say it for the millionth time, it should always be said, is an amazing American who has dedicated himself to our country. He has not had the sharp campaign that you would expect someone to instantly endorse just based on their ability to win, to beat Trump, or based on their ability to lead in an incredibly inspiring way. His campaign has not been inspiring. People like Joe. He's done a lot of great things. The fact that gay marriage is legal now is largely thanks to Joe Biden. He was part of the administration that got a lot of great stuff done. But come on now, we all know the truth. Vice presidents don't do shit. We all know it. Joe Biden helped gay marriage happen because literally on an interview on like the Today Show or something, without permission from Barack Obama, he literally just went ahead of the administration's stated current position, which was at the time against gay marriage being legal, and said it's about time already. And that shows like Will and Grace have helped normalize it. So that was huge for American history and for gay history, which is one and the same because gay people are a huge part of this country, a huge part of the fabric of this country. They bring all the fabrics together in a beautiful rainbow. And that's amazing. But that's because of a good interview you did, you, you did once. You did, you did once. Whenever I make fun of Biden for not perfectly finishing sentences, I always seem to stumble on that exact same sentence. When I spoke in Iowa with the AFL-CIO, I was like, literally, you can watch the speech, and I'm very proud of the speech. It was one of the most tense circumstances in the world, and they had to speak an hour earlier than expected. The speech wasn't printed. It was a fiasco. I think I've told the story. And still, it came off great. But literally, I'm like, Biden can't finish a sentence lately, and also, I mean, it was not at all that bad. But I definitely messed up something in that next sentence. So... I'm not trying to over-criticize him. Yes, when I found out that Biden had a speech problem that he sometimes occasionally still struggles with, of course never make somebody make fun of somebody if it's a speech problem getting in the way of their communicating the thoughts that they are clearly having. I had a speech problem. Nobody can empathize with that more than me. But it's not just that. He doesn't remember the names of the state he's in or the name of people he's talking to. Either just during his Super Tuesday win speech, Thought his wife was his sister. So this is my sister. And she's like, nope, I'm your wife. He's like, oh, right. I mean, they were in his periphery, slightly behind, and maybe couldn't have seen. He's like, oh, they switched on me. But still, kind of maybe have a sense of where your wife is. You know what I mean? Maybe just have a decent concept of like, oh, yeah, my wife's nearby to the right. If you want to lead the country and planet into the future against the greatest evil we've ever seen. I'm just saying now's the time to be super sharp. You know what I mean? Super sharp. We need the sharpest dude in the world. And the other guy, 
who has a great vision, absolutely, Bernie Sanders, and has been fighting for the same vision for a very long time, which is so admirable, and he's incredibly sharp. Literally, our only other option now that's left had a pretty major heart attack very recently and reversed on he always said he would release his medical records. Now he's like, nah, not Paul's heart attack. I'm keeping them motherfuckers quiet. And you wonder why? It's because there's some shady shit in there where he's not super healthy. If he was like, doctor's like perfect bill of health after the surgery was complete, he said you have the arteries of a 25-year-old man. 2% of people have arteries better than this. And they're 25 and under. But he's clearly keeping that away. So that's a little shady. Still, I believe in Bernie's passion to change these things hugely. But he prides himself on not working well with people, not compromising. And you're going to be president. You got to work well with people and compromise. You got to do both, boo. You got to do both oh damn things. And so our choices are not incredible that are left now, which is why the day before Super Tuesday, and I waited too long, I guess. I endorsed Elizabeth Warren, and she got the Glebe political bump and folded her campaign two days later. At least she outlasted Bloomberg, who folded the day after Super Tuesday, and then she folded on Thursday. We call it saddened Thursdays. Joe Biden, by the way, called Super Tuesday Super Thursday this week, so he had his own version of altering the name of Super Tuesday. His was by accident. Mine was on purpose right now. I'm not to say I'm gaff-free. I'm not to say I'm gaff-free. See, it just happened again. The second I talk shit about Biden making gaffes, I make gaffes. Maybe I need to slow down on saying that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just more the stutter, and it's karma being like, bro, you have the stutter. Like, what you talking about, son? You know what I mean? I think you do. And so, shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Shit. Elizabeth Warren's out. She gave a short press conference outside of her home with her husband. First time I've seen him. Old dude. Super old. She looks a lot younger than he did. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess they're just old and she just looks great. But that's how that goes currently. So um, in this press conference, they're like, are you going to endorse Bernie? Because I, I endorsed Elizabeth Warren. You guys missed it. I would have announced on the podcast, obviously. But I only decided the day before Super Tuesday, and then her campaign was done 48 hours later, and the podcast hadn't come out yet. I hadn't recorded this, what you're listening to right now, yet. And so I was like, I, I endorsed Elizabeth Warren because I believe she is the strongest voice to bring the country together and to win over Trump and to hammer him hard. And the way you saw her disintegrate Bloomberg in just the first three minutes of the debate a week and a half ago now, two weeks ago almost, She showed us that she can eviscerate Trump in aggressive, creative, prepared, sharp, focused, diligent ways. And that's the whole argument of my campaign is that that would shrink Trump in the eyes of his supporters. He wouldn't have a response. He would look foolish and weak. And that's exactly what Trump supporters do not like to see. They do not ever want to see their dude weak and not seeming like some... Demigod. Demigod and demagogue. He's both to them. They don't really know what demagogue means, but he's a god of some sort to them. He's also a demagogue because he's spreading hate throughout the world. Side note, 
funzy little sidesy notes. He's got authoritarian tendencies and is also racist and misogynist, and that's not a good person you want to be in charge of of stuff. Like, how come there's never like a really nice dictator that ascends to power? A guy that's like, I'm taking power for myself. I'm not going to follow your constitution, but ice cream parties for everybody, and we're getting rid of paying for shit. Actually, it's really Bernie. Bernie's like, we're going to take everybody's, we're going to do it, we're going to take everybody's stuff away, but we're going to distribute it in a much better way to everybody, and everybody will be happy, and super rich people will just be a little bit less rich. They'll still be great, they can still have their homes and the yachts, which is the same shit I was saying on my campaign trail too. And then also people will have help with essential services that they truly need in their lives, and so that's a win-win for everybody, and that's why both Warren and Sanders' policies are completely aligned with me and with any reasonable, rational, nice, kind human being who cares about others, which is why, obviously, some asked me if Warren drops out, are you going to endorse Biden or Bernie? Are you kidding me? Of course, Bernie. This is the endorsement right now. At least this one comes on the podcast. Of course, I endorse Bernie Sanders now. It, I was torn between Bernie and Warren for a very long time. And I just chose Warren for the reasons I just mentioned, plus the fact that she, this cycle is much more vocal about the anti-corruption act needed to get the money out of our politics. Bernie talks less about the money out of our politics these days and just talks about the billionaire class and using the tax code to make sure we all get Medicare and also clearing all student debt and making colleges, four-year public colleges and universities free for anybody who wants it and lots of stuff. And now unveiled a free universal child pre-k child care plan that's all great that's all very expensive his plans aren't super detailed how he's going to get it done doesn't have the world's best tracker to getting shit done when he's in congress so he's been in the senate now for a long time the senate and the house which make up congress combined now for many decades has three pieces of legislation that he was the main author on only passed three and two literally were about renaming post offices or some shit that ain't even a joke it was post office naming related bills. So I think you want to overhaul the entire economy and the economy that sets the tone for the world economy. But like, you know, I believe you can do it better than most. But a track record of actually getting along with people, his own party's even actively now trying to stop him because instantly the establishment all coalesced together. It became this Voltron of Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, Biden, Bloomberg. All of them are like, we want, yeah, to help stuff out for some people, but like, don't take away our money and don't make too much change. Don't get the money out of politics. None of them talk about those very, 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 very important things. Should I say very some more? Sure, very. So clearly there's an enormous ideological gulf between them and Bernie Sanders, and what I thought and still believe is Elizabeth Warren. But Warren going out there and not endorsing Bernie instantly when the others endorsed Biden instantly is immediately every hour that passes now calling into question her beliefs in those ideals. And it's making you wonder, does she actually believe in that? Or was this something she constructed so that she can get power? If she's trying to see who will offer her a better deal to be in their administration, Biden or Bernie, will one of you promise me vice president? Well, if so, then I'll go with you. That's shady, because it's not about you. 
It's about helping the country as fast as possible and not losing. And if you truly believe in the ideological big structural change that Warren kept arguing for and saying was desperately needed in our country, and she's right with that rhetoric, with those words, if she doesn't follow through on that, well then, oops, she did it again, which is flip-flopping on what you say you truly believe in. I gave you a pass on reversing on super PAC money in the last week of your campaign because everybody else was getting huge sums coming into their bankrolls and Bernie had our revolution, which allows millions and millions of dollars to come in without even listing who the donors are. I was okay with you on that, even though on your website the same day that you announced that you were reversing on that, it still said on your website, Warren is proud to reject the help and assistance of any super PAC and will not do so. So at least take that down from the site. You know what I'm saying? But I gave you a pass on that. If you don't immediately endorse Bernie, however, Senator Warren, I'm giving you like another 36 hours. You lose major credibility with all of us who supported you. This is a guy who endorsed you less than a week ago. Literally three days ago I endorsed you saying this. Please don't let us down if you truly want change in this country. Because I also believe now as a second choice, Bernie is far better to beat Trump than Biden. Just because Trump, while not an eloquent or a detailed or a precise speaker, he is a brilliant communicator. You all know that. We've talked about it a million times. The guy gets millions to follow him blindly. Lies, tears up the Constitution, is racist, says horrible things, doesn't know facts, draws sharpie circles on hurricanes on the map to alter them for his own desire, throws paper towels at people, literally is a cold, unfeeling, careless person who hate tweets from the bathroom every night as he falls asleep, passed out with Big Mac wrappers on his lonely bed when his beautiful wife is sleeping in a different bedroom. You're the president and you still can't get laid by your wife? Dude, that is so lame. That is so lame. That's the guy. So if you think in the face of all those facts, he can still, with his words, convince his followers to follow him blindly like he's some god or demigod, even though he's really a demagogue? Then that guy's the most brilliant speaker of all time. Move aside Barack Obama and Martin Luther King Jr. and Hitler, as far as effective communicators, all right, Hitler still wins. As far as being a real dick, that gets people to do the most fucked up thing imaginable just because you give good speeches. That guy is very forceful. I believe what he says, we're going to create a space force, and they do it. We're going to build a wall completely ineffective, okay? Totally ineffective. We're going to build it. Oh, it doesn't work, and studies show it. People come through tunnels under it and can obviously climb over it, and you even acknowledge that in a speech when you're like, the only way they can get over my wall is going to be so tall. The only way they can get over is like with a ladder. Because like, mm-hmm, yeah, boo, we got ladders still. So if that guy can convince people to follow him blindly, he's a brilliantly sharp communicator. He wins every verbal interaction. That's what determines if you're good at communicating or not, if you get your message across in a more effective way than the other person. And Biden is the worst communicator this cycle. And to that degree, you even have to take into account a little bit of the stutter. I'm saying this as a former stutterer. Who once in a blue gets still caught myself? If I'm getting caught to a degree that worries you that I'm not going to win a debate for the future of the planet, take that into account in your vote a little bit. 
Don't discriminate against somebody with a disability like that. Again, I suffered it my whole life from age three to 22. But if you're not remembering places and you're, not, you're cutting yourself off when you have time left and you're misremembering states and who your wife is, I'm just saying maybe you're not the sharpest guy to come out against this verbal warrior and Bernie because Warren now dropped out because they dropped like flies. I said it, but I'm stunned by it. In the course of one little old week here on Earth, Bernie's our only hope. So Warren, if she truly believes these things, has to get behind him and endorse him ASAP. You got now 35 hours left only. And if you do, then we got some chance to take this thing in the remaining contests and Bernie to win the delegates needed and for us to come to our senses. And if it doesn't happen and Bernie loses and Biden gets the nomination, he's still a very good man, a moral man. The attacks on him are largely and mostly total bullshit. They're not of substance as far as anything about his character. I believe the man has wonderful character. And I would be very proud to have him as my president. And I will coalesce and try to do the same for others to coalesce us around him to win the nomination because either of them is far, 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 Far better, did I say far enough this time, than the evil orange monster toupee fiasco, Napoleon Bonespurs, Coward the Duck, Putin's side bitch, that is Donald Trump. So it's not a choice. If you care about people, I'm changing my endorsement. Tulsi Gabbard. I'm kidding. She's still in, though. It's pretty mind-boggling. Sanders also has got to start up in the celebrity endorsements. Yes, Sarah Silverman did just do an event with him this week, as did Public Enemy. Awesome. Kai Aarons, my dear friend I used to be in a rap group with, made a dope poster for him. But all I know is I was listening to NPR on the way home, and they were legit like, Biden has sweeped up a bunch of endorsements since the since his resurgence back from the dead. I mean, his campaign was dead. And all of a sudden, winning all these states, he won, I believe, 10 states on Super Tuesday, and Bernie won just four, including the biggest one, though, California, by a lot, almost every county. But Biden got Texas, second biggest delegate rich prize on Super Tuesday. Um, they're like, Biden got Klobuchar and Beto O'Rourke and Buttigieg and, and Bloomberg. And the radio's like, and Bernie Sanders has an event coming up with the support is doing alongside of Danny Glover. I mean, cool. But like, Mel Gibson's sidekick in Lethal Weapon movies from several decades ago isn't exactly the same as like every leading political figure in the country on the Democratic side endorsing you. It just ain't exactly. I love the, Mel, the Lethal Weapon films, don't get me wrong. But it's just like, not exactly the same. Biden's back though exploded biggest explosion ever happened this week not just biden an actual explosion out in the galaxies far far away hundreds of millions of years ago a super massive black hole scientific american reports a super massive black hole in a far-off galaxy blew out gas into intergalactic space intergalactic planetary but this flare-up was about five times as powerful as the previous record holder. The one that just occurred 
just this last week on earth. Five times more powerful than the hundreds of millions of years ago supermassive black hole explosion. March 1, they reported this in the Astrophysical Journal. The energy from this one explosion was roughly 100 billion times as much as the sun is expected to emit in its entire lifetime and still not enough to give Michael Bloomberg charisma. I'm dropping out. It didn't look like it bothered him. I spent $500 million. It didn't work. I'm now endorsing Biden. I'm happy to use another $500 billion, $500 million, maybe a billion, to try to bring him to the victory. Um, Mike will get it done. And when I say that, I mean every few things I promise I'll get done. But I will spend an enormous amount of money on them like it ain't shit. I mean, he couldn't be more blase if I haven't spent $500 million. And Warren, popping back for one second to her, this stream of consciousness, fall back, interrupting the science story for a quick moment, because another point I have to make about Warren, in her little press conference in front of her house with her very old husband, said, and I left. It took me a while to decide because of the pinky promises I made with so many young girls, little four- and five-year-old girls on this campaign trail, promising them that there will be a woman president. And now they're going to have to wait longer. I get it. That's beautiful. They were inspired. It's a complete travesty, crying shame. Our, pre- our country has never had a woman president. It is so insanely sexist and ridiculous. But you don't not drop out because of pinky promises to little girls when the planet's crumbling we're not doing anything about it fast enough. And an orange monster bordering on becoming dictator dude is eroding the planet and you're already know you have no path. I know you repeated it. She's like, the pinky promises meant a lot to me. Cool. But more should be the country those young girls will be growing up in because they'll never be able to be president themselves if there's no country. Does that make sense? Or no? So this enormous explosion emitted energy 100 billion times as much as the sun is expected to emit in its entire lifetime. This makes it not only the most energetic known eruption from a supermassive black hole, it's also the most powerful eruption of any kind in the universe. They're not uncommon, these eruptions. Okay, and they happen because of a lot of pent-up energy in encircling disks of hot gas that get caught up in these black holes. Because they ain't got nowhere to go. They're in a black hole. It's very dark and lonely in there. They got no place to go. They got nothing to do. But this one was thousands of times more powerful than the average one that you see. Hey, boo-boo. Sometimes black hole explosions are thousands of times more powerful than the average one. But Yogi. You know. It's your typical episode of Yogi Bear, if the scripts were completely different. This explosion was at the center of the Ophiuchus Cluster, a gathering of galaxies near 400 million light years from Earth. Oh, is that all? Why they got to make all... They want more people to be interested in science and not call science people nerds. Why does every word have to be literally impossible to pronounce? They throw in eight extra syllables and letters together that don't come together in a cluster, ironically. We're supposed to ever say, like, I'm very good at reading specific letters and enunciating things, and still, Ophiuchus, Ophiuchus is very difficult 
to say in any sort of flow. Why keeping us out? In 2016, researchers noticed the edge of a cavity in the cluster's hot X-ray emitting gas. About 400,000 light years from the central galaxy. The excavator region appears to be over a million light years across. A million light years in distance was cleared out by this explosion. Still not big enough for Donald Trump's post-presidency home. We got to send him up as the first guy in the Space Force. We got to. Let him go find Mars or some shit. Let him go eat eat pizza on Mars. A peace agreement with the Taliban started during this last week on Earth also. Talk about big news week. And then also crumbled and is sort of falling apart maybe during the same week. The Taliban attacked an Afghan army checkpoint. Now our peace agreement is the U.S. government peace agreement with the Taliban, not the Afghan government. They have to make their own agreement. But we are there working in cahoots with the Afghan government, protecting the Afghan government, trying to defeat the Taliban for all of these years since since 2003 when the war started. 2002, I'm sorry, 2002. So it's been 18 years, this war. more Longer than that, really. A little bit longer than 18 years, I believe. And so we got to get it done. We got to get our troops home, obviously. Reports came out. We talked about it on this podcast a couple months ago. We don't even know. I think it was on the year-end decade wrap-up. We don't even know if we are any better off than we were, which is the most insane concept in the world. If we're just at even after thousands of American lives, thousands of innocent lives over there, trillions of dollars in national treasure spent and wasted, and we're not even sure if we got net anything from that. What is this, a Michael Bloomberg campaign? Was the Afghanistan war sponsored by Michael Bloomberg? Tell me the truth. I just want to know. Well, I didn't know we wouldn't work out this way, and I had the money. That's more charisma than he has. Well, I didn't know it was going to work out that way, and I had the money. That's more accurate. I'm sorry for giving him so much charisma. It was not intended. It was not my goal. But they attacked an army Afghan, an Afghan army checkpoint, the Taliban did. So we hit them with airstrikes right back. Sounds like a rough start to this one-week peace agreement that is now almost a week old. Sounds like it's going swimmingly on account of the attacks both ways. But testifying in front of Congress this week, our top general said that they have scaled back most of their provocations and provocations towards us. They're not doing most of the things. He read this ridiculous list. Like They're not doing roadside bombings. They're not doing random surprise attacks, killings, drone attacks. Fine. But they ain't being sweethearts, you know. This report on the U.S.-Taliban peace agreement brought to you by carrot juice. Carrot juice. Not every drink you have has to be so damn sweet, you pansy. Mmm. Carrot juice. It tastes exactly like blended up carrots. And sometimes, don't you want that? I know I do. Coronavirus spreading everywhere. Experts are saying it will become a global pandemic. Oh, is that all? Later in the podcast, when I have our guest Tone Bell on, we will definitely dive into the coronavirus and talk at length, at some length, about 
how much we do or do not care about it. Amazing interview, conversation, chill hang session with my dear, dear friend, Tone Bell. The star of many network shows. The star recently of Fam on CBS. He has a new ABC show and some big movies coming out. One where he plays Richard Pryor. One where he co-stars in the biopic of Billie Holiday, a blowing up actor, but also a hilarious Sam comedian who has a Showtime special right now called Can't Cancel This. Because they can't. You'll love the conversation. We talk about acting. We talk about sitcom acting versus single camera acting, about stillness. And we cover a bunch of the stories of what happened on planet Earth. And there were some very interesting things beyond even what we have so far covered just with me. It gets bonkers, brain trust. Trust me on this. But the government's trying to stop the spread of this coronavirus. I've been traveling. We say later in the podcast, I'm not too freaked out about it. True. But it's getting me a little bit. Carmel and I did go to the market last night on the way back from Pilates class. So we didn't like so freaked out that we're not using shared Pilates equipment. But same time, we did spray it down before and after several times, sanitize the hands in and out, and then stop at the market to buy emergency food supplies in case you go down. So it's getting me a little. So the government's trying to protect us and the Trump administration said we're taking it very seriously and putting Mike Pence in charge. He doesn't know anything about disease because he's never touched anyone. And we're going to ask for $2 billion in emergency supplies. He's literally like Dr. Evil, $2 billion. And they're like, Congress literally said, we need $8.3 billion to properly handle this. And they're like, oh, we didn't know. We've never cared about people before or had any opinions of whether they die or not. So that's why we were a little off on the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand? Even my dog Henry doesn't understand. He just shook his head so aggressively because he doesn't get the Trump administration's lack of interest and disdain, really, for humanity. But luckily, some minds in the House are a little bit less broken than that. And the House, at least now, has passed $8.3 billion emergency spending measure. Hopefully, the Senate confirms this and Trump signs it ASAP. Just to break down for you, Mr. President, what you need the $8.3 billion for, $3 billion of it will be for vaccines and treatment research, $2.2 billion for public health prevention and response. I don't know why you'd want to prevent public health, but fine. One billion for medical supplies like masks and protective gowns, and three hundred million dollars to try to help low-income people afford stuff like the vaccine that might hopefully be coming out in six to twelve months, and masks and protective gowns. Six to twelve months, Glebe, is that what you said? Yes, this might be a ride. This might be a while. We got a bunch of rice at the market. Got a bunch of rice and um, some macaroons that didn't even have an expiration date on them, so that might have been just a foresight, but I'm just going to assume they're good forever. Isn't that right, Henry Horse? We still haven't gotten dog food for the emergency supplies, but I promise you that's on the agenda this week. Don't worry. Don't worry, my great, great pupitre. Mi, mi perro. Perro means dog, but it also means butt. Like, but another thing in Spanish, so that's kind of weird. I believe it's spelled differently, but who knows for sure. I don't mean to call you a butt, Henry. You just ran away from me. Okay. Your call, boo. Your call. So hopefully uh, we get a vaccine soon. Hopefully the coronavirus doesn't spread over the entire planet worse, much worse than it is. It will get worse, but not hopefully that much worse. Because the stock market's also been tumbling to a crazy degree. And that's not great when the stock market tumbles on account of us wanting our money to still be around. And um, having an economy that doesn't go into free fall. Because that's like not so fun when that happens. You know, I don't love when the economy free falls. You know what I mean? I don't love when the economy goes, yeah, I'm free, free falling. Good for you. It's a terrible cover of Tom Petty. 
but also you're an economy. So maybe chill out with that. Also this week, a rare rebuke from the Supreme Court. Justice, Chief Justice John Roberts slams down on Chuck Schumer for um, releasing the whirlwind. Sorry, that was actually Schumer. Schumer? Schumer. Schumer. Chuck Schumer. See the CH of Chuck and then the SCH of Schumer. It's confusing to say together because it could be, I know it's Chuck Schumer, but it could be Chuck Schumer just as easily. So you can't blame me for that. In a speech outside of the abortion case, the Supreme Court for some reason agreed to see, again now, a big case that hopefully they uphold a woman's right to choose. Let's pray. Because they already found that it's unconstitutional to insist in another state, they saw the case like three years ago, and found that it's unconstitutional to make a woman only get an abortion within three miles of a hospital. Said that you cannot link those two. There's no added health benefit proven, and so you cannot do it. Now they're hearing it from a different state, the same case, almost like they're wanting to overturn. So understandably, Schumer and anybody who cares about a woman being able to have autonomy over her own body and make her own decisions about her own babies and her own uterus, very passionate, reasonable thing to be fired up about, talking to a crowd outside of the Supreme Court, said, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. New York Senator Chuck Schumer said of Trump appointees to the bench, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh Ding Dong. Brett, I love beer Kavanaugh. I love beer. And so he's, he, he didn't say it that charismatically either. He's also a kind of a phlegmatic New York Jew. I can say it as a Jew. He's probably said more like, you release the whirlwind and you will pay the price with his glasses as far down his nose as humanly possible. Like Father Time or Mrs. Claus. Okay. Um, but he suggested that they are looking to overturn abortion rights in this country and said that they won't know what hit them. You won't know what hit you if they vote to uphold abortion restrictions. The full quote, he says, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you've released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Schumer said. And Roberts very unusual for them to publicly rebuke anybody. In a written response to Schumer said, statements of this sort from the highest levels of government are not only inappropriate, they are dangerous. She dangerous. He did not sing in the written document. Quote continues, all members of the court will continue to do their job without fear or favor from whatever quarter. Of course, Schumer claims and defends himself that those comments were not a threat at all like they're pretending it is, and that he's just buying right-wing talking points. He was saying the price they will pay is a political price. Republicans will pay for putting them on the court that they'll lose everything in the upcoming election is what he meant. And I'm sure that's what he did mean. He's not an idiot. He's not going to threaten the lives of our Supreme Court justices, Obvi, Usley. In case you weren't sure I was going with that word. There you go. I finished it for you. He's just saying that they will unleash major grassroots movements. That's what I believe he is saying. Definitely watch your language, be respectful of the court, but also they got to be respectful of our, um, how do you say it in English? Human rights. Like autonomy over our own damn bodies and the ability to decide for ourselves. And I would like soon there to be a female chief justice of the Supreme Court as well. 
And please, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may you live long and prosper. Holy balls, that is important. She's old. Bernie's old. Biden's old. Dinosaur old, really. Dinosaur DNA has been found. Scientists have spotted cellular structures. And a substance that behaves like DNA in cartilage more than 70 million years old. More than 70 million years ago in what is now Montana. And barely more evolved. It's a mean Montana joke. I've been there. They're very nice people. But I mean, does it surprise anybody that if dinosaurs were going to have been one place, it was Montana? That's all I'm saying. I love the good people. Billings is a great place to hang out and do comedy shows. The plant-eating hadrosaur, hypocrosaurus, hadrosaur, hypocrosaurus, stebingeri, stebingeri? See what I'm saying? What happened, buddy? Why are you freaking out? You hear about dinosaurs, you get freaked out, huh? Wow, Henry flipped right there. Good Lord. Why are you so upset? They're not coming back yet. Their DNA was found. They're not attacking us. Don't worry, buddy. My God. I've never seen him react like that to anything. You okay, pal? My dog is in my lap. Those of you listening to the audio. Only version of this podcast. But. Am I making my point or not? That they make science names way too nerdy and inaccessible for most of us. Why is the dinosaur got to be called Hadrosaur Hypocrosaurus Stebingeri? Why can't it just be like Dave or that's the Dave species of dinosaur, the, 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 the Dave genus of dinosaur. I don't know the word for it. You know, the Dave subsection of dinosaurs. Type. Type of dinosaur? You can call it whatever you want. T-Rex would have been good. You don't have to have Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's one of the more accessible ones. That's probably why the ones that we know are just the ones with the simplest names. Tyrannosaurus Rex, Brontosaurus, Pterodactyl. It's about all we can handle. And there's tons of other dinosaurs and they just have like fucked up ass names. So nobody really popularizes them because you can't have kids' toys like, hey, hand me the Hypocarosaurus Hadrosaurus Tabingeri. I mean, what child could pull that off? Not a young Donald Trump, I guarantee you that. Give me the fat one with the spikes, okay? Just give me the fat one with the spikes. The study published last week in the Nature Science Review in a story covered by National Geographic. To take a close look at two juvenile skull bones from the Hadrosaur Hypocrosaurus Stebingeri. Stebingeri. Stebingeri spice. A plant-eating dinosaur that lived in what is now Montana about 75 million to 100 million years ago. Inside these tiny fossils, researchers can see what appear to be cells, some frozen in the process of dividing. Others contain darkened balls. I'm going to leave that alone. That just look like nuclei. The cellular structures that store DNA. And one cell even seems to contain dark, tangled coils that resemble chromosomes. Can you believe that? The condensed strands of proteins and DNA that form during cell divisions are your chromosomes. And they might have some of them here, or at least a little part of it. Isn't this exciting? I know what you're wondering at home. Brain trust, you're thinking, does this mean that we can now sequence dinosaur DNA. It does not mean that. Wait, what? I know. The story is not a full discovery. Not all scientific breakthroughs are home runs. The researchers hadn't, haven't yet tried to extract the DNA from the cells. 
so they don't know for sure if it's unaltered DNA or some kind of fossil byproduct. I don't know why they're waiting, why they had to write this story and announce this publicly and get the whole world excited about having discovered dinosaur DNA if they haven't even tried to extract it yet. What if it's like someone spilled some egg on top of it? Like I'm talking like hard-boiled egg. It gets very messy and they were eating it on top of a skull. Maybe some fell in there. Quote, this research is still very much in its infancy. Yeah, it seems. But the possibilities are absolutely thrilling if we suspend our disbelief. Well, yeah, anything's thrilling if you suspend your disbelief. I'm the only podcast host that can fly. Isn't that thrilling? If you suspend your disbelief. I mean, people say dumb shit all the time, even scientists. The quote continues, dig into the data. Here we go again, nerds. I mean, obviously you got to dig into the data, but maybe do that and then solve this shit quicker. Bring them dinos back. I want to ride in the back of a dinosaur. Who don't? Quote continues, and continue to test and refine our ideas about molecular preservation and fossils, said David Evans, a paleontologist on the Royal Ontario Museum who likes to put people to sleep when he speaks. These slides with little bits of dinosaur skulls sat in obscurity for over two decades at the Museum of the Rockies until Belliul, then a PhD student at the museum, pulled out these items in 2010 to study the small joints that hold the skulls together. Then looking at thin sections of it under her microscope, Baliul, because no name can be normal, especially when it comes to science. Notice small circular fragment uh, configurations in in one of theirs, uh, supra-occupital bone. Supra-occupital bone. Supra-occupital bone. bones. In the back of the skull. I freaked out a little bit, she said, moving away from the microscope, thinking, moving back to the microscope. I was like, oh my God, that can't be. There's nothing else they can be. It can be. Baliul was so stunned by what she'd seen, she kept it to herself for a couple of days. That's shady. You discovered dinosaur DNA? You're keeping quiet? Was she considering selling it on the black market? Yo, I got some dinosaur skull pieces, pieces with intact DNA. They're like, get the fuck out of here, fool. With your little rocks in your hand. That's the way they would try to probably respond to the black market. I have a particular image of the black market, and I picture it being a very street drug selling scene. Get the hell out of here, fool! You know? But eventually she told her dear friend, Mary Schweitzer, North Carolina State University paleontologist, one of her former PhD students, was visiting the museum. Schweitzer, of course, we all know is a pioneer in molecular paleontology. If you don't know, now you know. Previously published evidence before this that dinosaur fossils could preserve cells. Well, Schweitzer looked at these fossils and agreed that Baliul had found something extraordinary. For the next decade, Baliul worked with Horner Schweitzer. If you don't know Horner, please look. Him or her up, I have no idea who that is. And their other colleagues to study the fossils, treating the endeavor as a long-term side project. Well, in 2014, they got a little confidence boost, the article continued, when a Swedish group announced that it had found a 180-million-year-old fern with fossilized nuclei and chromosomes. Quote, what, when that fern came out, that fern paper came out, I was like, wow, okay, we're not crazy, Baleul says. That's just a fern. You got dinosaur DNA. You're worried about old plants? Hey, we still got ferns. You want fern DNA? Go to a fern 
in anyone's office. Go watch a Zach Galifianakis web video and extract you some DNA. Okay, boo? You got dinosaur DNA. We don't got dinosaurs. Zach Galifianakis' web series is not called Between Two Dinosaurs. Why are you impressed by fern DNA? Fern DNA should be impressed by your dinosaur DNA. Have a little more dinosaur DNA-related confidence. So we'll stay tuned. But hopefully they can figure out what they can do with this stuff. And maybe someday we can get a piece frozen somewhere of dinosaur DNA that can actually reconstitute dinosaurs. And we can live that dream. Let's bring dinosaurs back. That could be my next campaign slogan. Make dinosaurs here again. I would like to see dinosaurs roaming around for once not running for president of the United States. On that note, what do you say we go to our interview, don't you think? Sorry this is so long, but we had quite a lot to cover. Great conversation with Tone Bell coming up now. This will be a long episode in general because this was already long, and that's even longer. Skip around whatever you want to do whenever you listen. I don't care. Free country, free world. Free fingers on your forward and rewind buttons. The interview with Tone Bell is brought to you by Baseball Cap Storage Bag. Nobody has ever been able to properly solve how to store hats in a way where you can still see what's on them and not in a getaway in like some plasticky thing that obviously is gonna smell weird when you open it and wrinkle your hats in a way you're not happy with i have a hat box in my closet a loose box no top with tons of hats in it kind of floating on each other soft style it's worked well for centuries for me carmel wants to replace it with this these hat bags she bought on amazon without telling me and i appreciate the effort so sweet of her but how do i break the news that i think my system's pretty good I got my own problems. Tone Bell, actor, Sam Comedian, doing amazing things, blowing up right now, and a fascinating, funny man, a great conversation, a dear friend of mine. And what comes up in this talk is also my kazoo playing. And I don't know how much we've talked about it on the podcast, but some of you may know that I'm one of the great kazoo players we have in our country. I'm one of the most well-known kazoo players, mostly because most people don't play the kazoo. So I don't have a ton of competition. But just because I do talk about it coming up, I'll play you over to the interview now with a little kazoo rendition of Careless Whisper. Bell, everybody, probably the most working actor in all the show business. Uh, I don't know why I try to act. There's not enough roles for me when Tone Bell's in town. When Tone goes on the road, I can do it a little better. I get some callbacks. It's so weird to have this reputation. It's incredible, dude. I don't know. I mean, wild, I'm proud dude. of you. Hey, man, I appreciate it. How I many pilots it. have you done and how many series have you been on in the last few years uh, in total? Of, uh, that made it to air, I want to say six scripted and one non, and then... That made it to air. Full series. Full series. Uh, six that at least got one season. And then a bunch of pilots. 
and then five pilots. Five I more pilots. Five pilots. All right. Go. So so take us through the shows that made it to air <laughs> and did a, and did a season. We had Whitney. Uh, well, yeah, I came on season two of Whitney. Okay. So season two, um, uh, sixteen episodes. I was in thirteen of those. Whitney Cummings and Crystalia. Whitney Cummings, Crystalia. Um, you played Crystalia on that. I, yeah, I was Crystalia. You yeah. were great. Yeah, man. You Couldn't were even tell. Very convincing. Yeah, I thought that the only pre- person that did better than me uh, when it was with a switch up like that was like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. in um in a Trop- Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, yeah. it was uh, great. Other than that, I mean, I think I would have won some awards, but yeah, I, I do a good Chris. You do a really good Chris. I was up for Robert Downey Jr.'s role in that. Were you? And they said I was too white. I got, you you would have killed that shit. Though. Thank you. You got you, you got the voice. Yeah. Uh, so this is a loaded question. I'm going to pass on that one. Um, okay. So then what so, else? Uh, Whitney. And then after that was, uh, you may go, you may go in order or like just, just shows that made it to air. Go in order of the shows that made it to air. Uh, okay. So Whitney. And then, uh, next was, uh, Bad Judge with Kate, Kate Walsh, Walsh, our mutual friend. Uh, I love Kate. Kate's the best. Kate dabbles in stand up. Kate from private practice and uh, from, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Dabbles uh, in stand up, you know? Yeah, that? yeah. She's good. She, she's good. I got her a gig in Atlanta one time. She's super silly, too. So, like, so ridiculous. Yeah. She's the best. She's great. She, like, she, she does she ever, like, does she ever do that to you? Like, she, <laughs> I think she's probably done that. I wish you didn't do it to me. Oh, right yeah, I'm now. sorry. It was a little bit uncomfortable. For I, me. I, I looked you in the eyes, too. My yeah, bad. it was sorry. really awkward for me. Next time I, I'll, I'll do that to the world. Thank you. You want to do that to the camera yeah, right there? Yeah. Okay, I still like didn't like it. You didn't like it? Nope. You tell me if you like People it. enjoyed it. At Tone Bell on Twitter. <laughs> Follow along at Tone Bell. At Tone Bell. Um, okay, and then okay, so Bad, so bad judge. judge. What was the premise of that one? Uh, she's she's a a bad judge. It, was, it should be like badass judge because she was oh, just, she okay. was like very fair but just un, uh, unorthodox. Got it. Um, I was a bailiff on that. Ryan Hansen was in that. Um, that was on ABC. That was on that was on NBC. Right. So correct, I did correct. I did I did three in a row on NBC. I think I did three in a row. On yeah. NBC. Then you did that Mark Paul Gossler one. Yep. Which so was called Truth Be Told. Truth Be Told. There's a new show called Truth Be Told right now on Apple or something, either Disney or Apple. Not nice of them but, to do that. But I'm hoping that people go back and watch that so I get this. Resume. Oh, you have to catch it by accident. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Um, truth Be Told, and then uh, after that was was it after that was I think it was disjointed disjointed on Netflix with Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates, Chris Red, Chris Red. Betsy who's Starrow, on SNL now? Uh, Michael Truco, Nicole Sullivan. Oh man, that was I that like was such a Aaron funny Moten. show. I love that show. That was a weed shop. The Liz's, uh, yeah, yeah. Kathy Bates opens a weed shop. Yep, dispensary. Once I played the security guard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bailiff and security there, there's, guard. There's a theme going. Typecast there a little there's, bit. There's theme going. You know, that's why I want to get out of wearing uniforms though. I understand. It was, you know, what I mean, it's like I want to go to wardrobe too. I asked you to bring your cop uniform today, but you were not I interested. Would, I would not do it. I understand I would that. Not do it. I'm not. I would not wear another <laughs> fake badge. Fair enough. Um. Uh, you did an episode of BoJack Horseman. Two, I think. Two episodes. I think two. I played like three characters on. Damn. That, but that that's my first voiceover. Isn't it the most fun to do voiceover? It was like, I had so much fun, man. That's the one thing I never thought it would happen in my career is to become a cartoon. And yeah. it, and then it just popped into my life. And Wh- it's Which the one are you doing now? I'm not doing one right now, but I did Ice Age. I, oh, oh it, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I'm one of the sloths in Ice Age. Oh, John Man, maybe I did brother. know that. Yeah. And I'm in Book of Life with Channing Tatum that and Zoe Saldana and all them. Yeah. I did Phineas and Ferb, and I'm one of the leads of Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon Yeah, how movie. was that to shoot? That was so much fun. You were in New Orleans? Oh, well, no. That was the cartoon I was in. Oh, okay. One of the leads in that. But then I have a small part in Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which is the actual live action movie. Where did you shoot that? In New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. That was That's, incredible. I remember, I remember you were down there, yeah. Most fun thing in the world. I play half Jay, half Silent Bob, and it was- That's the beard shit that yeah, I saw, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Half beard, half no beard, And man. then like the long hair and then the, the cap. Yep, the cap, split the cap. cap down the middle. And uh, my part's very tiny, but I get a big laugh in the movie. Nice. I, at the premiere, I kill it with my lines, my line. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
and I, 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 killed, I killed it with my line. Killed it with my line. And then Kevin put me in the main title. So literally it goes like Chris Hemsworth, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Rosario Dawson, Ben Glebe. <laughs> it was very nice of him. Dope. This podcast is on his network, so he just hooks up his friends because oh, that's dope. I did that's not dope. earn being in the main titles of that for sure. <laughs> Slid you a nice little some love, man. Yes, indeed. Uh, very nice of him. After so this joint, it was. Oh, I missed. I missed the uh, jerks with cameras. I hosted that for MTV. Oh, right. That was a, wasn't Jeff Die on that too, or no? Am I making Jeff, that up? No, no. Amir, Amir K was. Oh, on Amir it. K was on it. Amir K, Justin Hires. Okay, and what Grant was the Cotter, premise of that? Grant Cotter was on too. I love Grant. Um, you just fuck with people. That was. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it wasn't. Let me tell you something about that show. That was not a prank show. That was like just fucking with people's show. Yeah, it was just being a jerk to people. Yeah, it was terrible. I've it, done it. It was like it was you know it's for kids. Yeah, exactly. It was for children. We're um, very desensitized these days. We just want to be assholes to people. It was like it was like they just run up and scare people in the grocery store. Like that's not a prank. Yeah, exactly. It's, what, like, it's like all those pranks on YouTube now. It's like watch this prank where I go up and make out with the guy's girlfriend in front of his in front of her boyfriend. It's like it's not a prank. You're just, just playing chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're about to get murdered. There's you know, no joke here. I think Justin did one where they like they were acting like a piano was being no piano, no piano. They just like oh look, and people were just it was, it was, I think that was like the main title. It was oh. Oh, it was terrible. In this bit, we make people think they're about to die. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was such a gross show. Just about. It was like a, it should have been called Shit Check. Yeah, like I did the real wedding crashers for for NBC. Oh, I remember that. We crashed real life weddings. Man, that's not much better either. No, as people, you you wait, you wasting people money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least on ours, the bride and groom were in on it with us. Okay. But the parents of the bride were very angry. They, they didn't talk to their kids sometimes for you years. Do that way, I feel like I remember Ashton Kutcher. Oh, who was in the cast? Yeah. Ashton Kutcher produced it, and uh, Steve Byrne, Gareth Reynolds. Steve Byrne, that's right. Cause we, cause Catherine we, Reitman and Desi Lydic on Daily Show. Okay. Catherine okay. Reitman's got Working Moms on oh, Netflix. Oh, she's so good. She's amazing. She's so good. And uh, Gareth Reynolds has a, become a great comic. Yeah. Oh, he's everywhere right now, Dollop too. Podcast. Yeah. Dude, that, that's a good podcast. This is funny, man. Yeah, I haven't listened to it at all. I can't um, really say. <laughs> you should check that out. I like, I like it, man. It's fun. Awesome. Um, uh, and then after that was... Oh, fam. Oh, oh, fam. Fam was after that. Fam On was CBS after that. last year, you're one of the stars of the of that. You're always the star of these shows. And it's this was you and Nina Dobrev playing yep. a couple. Yeah. Shirley Ralph and Gary Cole and Odessa Adlon, Pam, Pam Adlon's daughter, Odessa. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, That's yeah. Her. That's great. That, that played her sister, right? Yeah. Played Nina's sister. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Oh, such a, I mean, talking about just two Broadway people. And then Gary Cole. I mean, like, it's, it, it was, was a, such it was a, great a good show. Really fun. Don't know why. Don't know why I left. So this is a theme, is that a lot of your shows get canceled <laughs> after one season. And that's why your Showtime special that just came out is called Can't Cancel This. Correct. Because you can't cancel a special. It's one episode, <laughs> it's, one it's episode. out, and then you're good. They were talking, like, the titles went, you know, we were, like, throwing titles around. It was like, should we call it Atonement? Yeah. Should we call it Setting, <laughs> setting the Tone? And it was like, it was good, t- good titles out there, but I was like, nah, I got to do something that's like, just like I'm in on the joke about my career too. Yes, and then I remember you texted me and Chris too. You had it down to like two names, three yep. names. And I was like, can't cancel this. Perfect. Yeah, I think I think you threw that out there first. Actually. Oh, I might have. Actually, I think, I think you I did. Think I did. I'm really good at naming my friends. Shit. I think I think you I think you did give me that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But it's one I was like, I got I got to make fun of it, and so, so I, mean, I talked about it in the special a little That's bit. The best you know, on so that shit. shit. Uh, I yeah, love this, I love the special. <laughs> oh, thank you. Loved the special, dude. You talked about a lot of very universal themes in it. Um, getting out of debt. Yeah. Big, big moment of your it's life was huge debt, for yeah. me. 
yeah, I was in debt for so many years, and then when you finally get out, you feel like you've you're, you're, you're like finally free. You feel like you're a real it's man. Like some for walk once. on water shit. You're, it like, is. you're like, oh man, I'm invincible right yeah. now. You just it's a liber. I think I say that. I think it's liberating. Yeah. To go like, oh man, I'm finally. And even if you don't have money, but you're out of debt, you just it's like a it's like a cape. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cape that you end up like eating off of because you still don't have a dining table. Mm. But it's like a nice pic- picnic blanket vibe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I buy Viva paper towels now. Oh, Viva. Like, you know, that, that good shit. Damn, dude. Like the ones that just feel, I mean, it just feels like like velvet. Sometimes I go seven generation, go a little recycle vibe on it, but it's not as soft. Oh, it's no, not I, as good I, on the skin. I just like, because my parents won't let me just like tear paper towels off when I was growing up. Now, yeah. I mean, I probably got 60 rolls of Sixty rolls of paper towel. I have a fair amount of rolls up in the house yeah. as well. I mean, I buy bulk, baby. I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you talked about your parents aging in the special. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy experience, isn't it? Your mom, her hearing going bad. Yep. Your dad physically. He's like he's just man dressing like an old Asian man. Like I met your dad. Yeah. Oh, you met my dad too. My I, parents came over here. Yeah. Yeah. So my yeah. And and your parents came to my party. Yeah. Yeah, my parents. They were awesome. My dad stepped out in the back, smoked a joint with uh, <laughs> some other comics who were here. Did he? Yeah, that's amazing. He came back, he came back nice and high. He came. That's he came back amazing. from the from the, uh, from the, from the ashram in the back. The, ash, the ashram, ashram slash Moroccan speakeasy. We don't okay. really officially decide which one it is. What's ashram mean? I don't know. It's like an Indian, like chill meditation prayer room kind of situation. Okay. I just use it to get high, really. Yeah. So he went back. He went back. I'm dinners. telling you who he's with. He's back there with. Uh, he was a bunch of comics here that night. Yeah. But he went back there and dude, he just he came back just nice and. Nice and eyes, eyes low. And I was like, yeah, man, have a good time. Because he didn't want to at first. He was like, man, I want people to judge me. I'm like, dude, everybody's smoking a joint right now. It's fine. Did he smoke with Arsenio? Oh, Arsenio was here? Arsenio was here for that party. Oh, I don't know Arsenio was here that yeah, night. Yeah, man. It was one of the highlights of my life. I, I, got, I, got that, I got that photo up of like, because you had the photo booth back yeah, here. Yeah, always. And I, that's, that's up in my house. I have like a nice photo booth collection of like like frames and everything. Oh, nice. You made, you made the wall, man. Nah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I... I have one of my favorite photos of my life. It's a picture. It's a photo booth strip of me, Arsenio Hall, and my parents together. It's That's the dope. greatest. That's dope. Yeah, it was really fun. Do we have a photo of our uh, Cabo? Of our shirtless adventures? Yeah. I think we'd have video someplace, and I think I saw a photo that recently. Was a, that was a... That was a- <laughs> For those who want to be filled in, so the Cabo Comedy <laughs> Festival years ago, Tone and I and Jeff Dye... And created my buddy, a my buddy Jeff and your buddy Jeff most <laughs> definitely created a biker gang. We had a moped gang basically. <laughs> I was the leader of the gang. I don't know how yeah. I got that position, but and we wore masks. We had Mexican wrestling masks. Yep. And we rode around Cabo, and they came to steal their because uh, we kept them longer than we should we kept have. Kept longer, like hours longer. They were than we upset have. about that, and they found us. They found us somehow. They, just, they pulled up on us, and they were like, "We taking these back." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they repoed our scooters. We got jacked from scooters we didn't own that they owned. So I guess we jacked them. And they just jacked them back, and oh. then we ended up drunk one night at a bar out on the street, and we ended up in the streets with our shirts off, stopping traffic. But then for the rest of the weekend, we made everybody take their shirts off yeah. everywhere we were. It was a lot of shirts off. Yeah, a lot of shirts off, and it, that works. Great for people like you and Jeff Die. For me, I'm really like continuing my comedic life. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to agree with that shit, dude. Damn, my god. And the dogs are out. We have both of our dogs. Tony just got a dog two months ago. Yep, Oliver, baby, Oliver, Oliver. and it gets along amazing with Henry Horse. It's oh, like, yeah, they're man. fast friends. Has having a dog changed your life, dude? It's like it's well, one. You know what it's really doing is like being a single dude, not married, all that kind of shit. I just have time. 
<laughs> I got so much time. You know, like when people call, like people that don't do what we do. Yes. And like they always think you're busy. Yes. You're like, I don't call you because I, I assume you're busy. Uh-huh. I'm like, I got so much time. <laughs> I got so much time. So like, it, it really was like if I was, especially if I'm not on the road, if I'm not shooting anything and I just get stagnant, I don't want to be at the house, I'll just go to a bar or like, you know, we'll just go hang out like our, you know, 1942 Tuesdays. 1942 Tuesdays, man. And, uh, you, me, Porter, uh, Brad. Uh, who else has been coming? My buddy Omar, you know Omar. Yeah, Omar yeah, will come of course. through. Omar's dope. Uh, yeah, I mean, just whoever's in town is coming. But like, you know, uh, but I would just do. I would just get up and I mean, I don't want to go to the comedy club tonight. I would just go to the bar. And I was like, man, I got to I'm just dropping fifty bucks here and there at least, and not. I'm getting nothing. Out. I mean, maybe I maybe I write down a joke or something. Or I have it's the idea. dog's making you more more efficient, more responsible man. Love just it. Like, yeah, more. It's changed my responsibility level for sure. I'm walking the dog two three times a day. I'm walking more. Walking more for sure. I'm getting more That's sun. Nice. I'm taking him out to the park and stuff. Yep. Like, I'm, so I'm peeing outside a bunch. Oh, dude, I've peed outside so many times since. Lift that we'll leg. Go, we'll go peeing together, man. Absolutely, it's beautiful. Um, he's our, he, like, and also like, I when he shits, I'm proud. Oh yeah, and say, like, yeah, I literally say, good boy. Yeah, good boy. Then I feed he's him taking something a shit. Yeah. I don't know what I'm so proud about. I had to switch up his food. Why? Well, one they didn't tell me. Well, like they, he's still really not mine. <laughs> Explain sense? what that means. So, I, so I go pick him up. So I go see him. I go see him. Uh, you know, I got like one of those apps of like pet adoption apps or whatever. Yeah, he's rescued. And I'm yeah, he's nice rescued. And um, and I look. You know, I see a couple dogs I like, and I'm like, I'm gonna go see him. So then I go, I go, uh, I go on Saturday to like a pet adoption, like open house, or whatever you call them. And then uh, I went back the next week. To like check on him again, like hey, you know, hopefully he's still here. Yeah, and uh, and then they just they gave me a box of dry food, one can of wet food. Couldn't find the wet food again. The label was all fucked up. The the dry food was in a Trader Joe's box. Uh, they used to be crackers. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck this motherfucker eats. I have yeah. no idea. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'm trying to. I'm looking at looking at the food, trying to compare it to other food. Like, does this look like the same food? <laughs> so I was like, I bought like makeshift food, just you know, just. So so he doesn't die, right? That's you know, key. That's a weekend, key. and then uh, and then the lady finally calls me like three weeks later, and she's like, "Oh, he has to have this." I'm like, "What?" So by not mine, you just mean you don't have his patterns yet. He's not like integrated. But now, fully. but now he's shitting real good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because first when their food is not the last, right, probably it's a two problem. or three weeks, he's he's finally like he likes the food he's eating. But he, like he's on his, he's on a kind of a food schedule like me. Like I eat twice, two good meals a day, and that's I love it. That. Like, I love that. Yeah, man, he'll like put his hands on my chest when he's ready to go pee or stand by the door. Like he's dope, man. Yeah, you gotta get him out quick, otherwise he's peeing on your chest, and we oh, don't need oh, it. Yeah, I can't look, man. Let me R. Kelly in my chest. Can't let your dog go that R. Kelly life. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> can't let him get used to that. It's correct. All right. So one last thing, also about your special that I wanted to discuss is you have this great bit about the the sixty percent smile. <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> it's like there's there's a like, I want to be approachable, but I did hear on like a uh, like. I think it was a Beyonce thing. I want to say it was Beyonce thing of like, she always kind of looks approachable. And so like, just in case, like just in case, you know, somebody, you know, you kind of just want to remember that old Dob Davidoff bit where like, he goes, uh, uh, smells like freshly baked cookies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gay, like gay men always have that. That look on their face. Like, yeah. Like freshly, baked cookie. freshly baked cookies. But it's, it's like, kind of similar to that, but it's like, it's just enough. So, you always you know, have a sixty percent smile when you're walking around, eyes, so you, you look know, friendly. Yeah, but you also don't look like you want a conversation. But yeah, you, people, yeah, you can't be like this. It looks but, a little psycho. Yeah, if you, you smile to be like, too hey, big. Man, where's, where's the restroom? He's like, you know, because you're not gonna ask anybody that looks like they might punch you in the face. Yeah, for tapping you on the shoulder. You, you know, you look approachable. So like that. Yeah, this is. I like that. Is is and I check it. All I the do time a similar thing, the and then I'll nod a lot. I'll be like, this quick nod with 
With a half smile. I met Beyonce. Dude, I met Beyonce. Once. You did? What was your Beyonce meeting story? Uh, I met her at a party. I met Oprah and Beyonce the same night. Shit. Yeah. At dance, a party? Dance, dance with Oprah a little bit. Like we you're, didn't getting get invited, like, you're getting invited to the Oprah Beyonce parties? This was like five years ago. Six years ago. Shit. And yeah. So I but, wish I was, I, was black. A, I was a plus one. I want to be was, black. Like, I did not get the It's invite. a black was, party though. Obviously. Yeah, it was black. It was definitely a black Shit. party. Oprah's dancing shoes off. Wow. Um, yeah, it was dope. And then um, I was talking to Omar. I was with Omar again. Although I just saw a video of Oprah dancing, and she looked, dances like t- t- like Tom Steyer, kind of. Like she has a really kind of white man dance. Stiff, very yeah. stiff. Yeah, she not. And she had a couple glasses of wine, I believe. Fair enough. Not yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And then I was sitting outside, and we were uh, grabbing. Actually, we were grabbing a drink, and then Jay Z and Beyonce walked past, and they're like, "All right, y'all have y'all have a good, you know, that sexy Beyonce voice. Yeah, y'all have a good night. Uh-huh. All right, y'all have a good night. Yep. And then Jay Z was like, "All right, fellas." You know that that, <laughs> that, that thing. I take you know, take care. I was like, I was like, night. All right, B, Mister Z. Like it was <laughs> Mister <Yeah>. Z. <laughs> Mister Z. I called him Mister Z. Love that. I met dope. Jay a few times too. Yeah, I love them both, man. I, would, I, I never had a conversation with him, but I mean, I, you know, in passing, yeah, I was like fist bump and all that kind of shit. But it wasn't. I had cool moments of both. I uh, so how 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 so at first. Beyonce was at the Grammys. I was doing the official red carpet for the Grammys. Mm. They didn't do the interview with me at all, but I'm backstage during the show and my duties were done till the show ended now. And I'm just wandering around and I see CeeLo Green with his big peacock feathers yep. about to go out with Gwyneth Paltrow and sing. Okay. And then I walk down like 50 feet down this metal staircase and Beyonce in this gorgeous gown comes up to me and says, excuse me, do you know where Gwyneth Paltrow is? And I'm like, As matter of fact, I do. Come with me, Beyonce. <laughs> that- <laughs> I do. I take her all the way back up to backstage. I'm like, she's right over there. And she starts talking to Gwyneth Paltrow and being so nice. Beyonce pauses, turns back to me and says, thank you so much. Yeah. So sweet. And the next day, Gwyneth Paltrow tells a story in Good Morning America about how she was too nervous to go out and sing until Beyonce came and calmed her nerves moments before air. I did that. The So... Rec- oh, man, I could get in trouble for this. It recently... Great, go ahead. Can- Recently, I was uh, so I had this mo- this one movie I just finished. I had to do like a prosthetic, right? I had to do I had, like a black eye, so I did like you know get the, all the all the um uh that you know that, that, the the, clay cast on yeah that, like the cast stuff, right? The, the blue and then the green, all the kind of stuff yeah. to, to just do my eye. Wow! And um and then I'm like right, right before I'm they poured on me and I'm blindfolded and everything. There's a they you know they do everything hands and they do like the hand of Beyonce. It's, it's, an, it's like her award now for um I forget what the award is. But then I look over in the corner and there's just like <laughs> neck to knees, like a body, right? Like a, like a woman's body. Yeah. And, but, but you know, think about it. Like, in a clay cast. In, in like in the, in the, in the facility that I was yeah. in. And I look over and I'm like, man, that shape looks familiar. <laughs> and it, but I, I, at first I, I was past it so many times, but I thought it was like a, just a, just a mannequin. You know, I'm like, I don't know what this is. Right. Like, you know, like kind of statue of David type, you know, whatever. And man, I was like, that looked like Beyonce, and dude was like, "Oh shit, I'm supposed to cover that up." And so he, he like he'd throw a thing over it real quick because it's just a mold of her. It was a mold of Beyonce's body, it, man. I mean, lucky, look, that's a Mr. Oh, Z, lucky man, lucky man for sure, Mr. Z. She is one of the most attractive humans in yeah. every way. Yeah, she's amazing. When nice I met Z a couple voice. times, I wrote the Radio Music Awards in 2001. You and wrote. I wrote the wrote, show, okay. and he was performing on it, and I was being very unprofessional. Is never got rehired. Is this suit and tie years? No, this is still Jersey years. Astros Jersey. Okay. Oh. And oh. yeah, and he's backstage, and I was being unprofessional and taking photos during the show with every celebrity on like a disposable camera. I was not rehired. <laughs> was not the 90s, move. 
four? 2001, dude. <laughs> the, the, the last throws of disposable cameras. And I uh, go up to him. Everybody's posing with me for a photo. And I go up to him after he gets off stage. And I'm like, Jay, can I get a photo? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he just poses at me. He doesn't want to be in the photo with me. So I'm all of a sudden, I'm paparazzi suddenly. But I took a dope picture of Jay-Z. I'll show it to you. And then... <laughs> And then, <laughs> he did not want to be photographed with me at all. I don't blame him. He made the right choice on that. And, and then, but it's still disposable camera, so it's not like your selfie game wasn't good yet. No, you, you got no. Oh, well, I was man. giving other people have them taken and shit. But and so then that was the first time I met him. Second time I met him was um. Don't you miss the reveal of like going to pick up? Your I photos do up miss that. And yeah. it's like flipping through. Man, I yeah. Miss that. That's why I intentionally take a bunch of bad pictures in my phone, and I don't look at my camera roll for about seven days. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be surprised yeah oh that one didn't come out oh look at this <laughs> i'm gonna sell this back to eckert <laughs> <laughs> and so the second time i met jay was um at the watch the throne concert i was i already had pretty good seats and then i got upgraded to like fourth row se- or second row seats and jay was first of all was rapping several lines to me it was, was just incredible eye contact? eye contact oh yeah it was incredible and then I go into Did the you green room. The camera? <laughs> I did, I did. I'm getting in this one. <laughs> so then we're in the friends and family room afterwards. Okay. So I had these, I had the full passes, and I'm sitting next to Craig Gass, yeah, the comedian. Yeah. And right by the entrance, and Jay finally enters, and I just go, I tap Jay on the shoulder. I'm like, "Amazing show, man." He's like, "Thank you." And then <laughs> Craig immediately goes, "Do can I get a picture?" And Jay goes, "You even gonna let me get in the room, man?" And Jay was like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It was, made it very awkward. Did not get the picture. And Jay walked away. And the, the, You have to leave. Yeah. I did not talk to him again. Didn't come near him again. And so then the third time, I'm at a nightclub because this girl I was dating was friends with Jay-Z's DJ. Okay. So he gets us into the VIP area of this club that Jay was supposed to be at that night. Okay. And he was. And Diddy was there with him. But Jay is under behind his own velvet rope within the VIP section. Yeah. So I don't get a chance to talk to Jay. I've done that once with jay not with jay okay with who um i was with kelly Rowland. And, oh nice um uh dj Irie, jamie fox popped in i think for and a you second. were inside the extra rope i was in i was behind the second in rope. the extra rope yeah nice. yeah but i was with Irie because i was spot that's this i wasn't even a com i wasn't even out here yet this is like oh seven damn when i was living in miami that's when i was still working for budweiser Black people invite each other to parties much more than white people invite each other. I was not parties. invited. You were not invited. You crashed well, it. I re I, I was I was there because I was, the company was paying for some of it. Okay, so I was like the the executive like that had to be at that party. Oh, okay. But I ended up being you were cool. the executive. Yeah, that was when you were working where? But Anheuser Busch. Oh shit! Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So I used to go like a bunch of bunch of events. That's fun. Yeah. So it was a work thing. It wasn't like it, uh, did you get drunk though? Fuck yeah. <laughs> This night, I got pretty wasted, and I'm just waiting for a moment with Jay as he leaves the club. So the yeah. club's closing, and eventually he's about to walk for, out of that extra rope by me. And so <laughs> I have this note on my phone of the lyrics of one of his songs that really inspires me. talks about, like, strike while the iron's hot, make take advantage of the moment, right? Yep. And I have it on my phone, and I add a note on top. I wrote, Jay, I'm a comedian. This These lyrics inspired me like crazy. Thank you so much. And then that passage. And he's walking by me quick, and I just go, Jay, and I hand him my phone. He stops in his tracks, the whole entourage is like, what is this? He looks at the phone, reads it, looks at me, and goes, mm-hmm. 
big approving nod, hands yeah. the phone back, and walked off. I was like, it was the greatest dream. That's dope. It was the best. That's dope. It was I just remember. I just I was laughing a second ago because I just remembered that night that I was at the. I, I smoked a joint with Scott Starch, the 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 producer. I was upstairs in like the VIP bathroom. Hit this joint. He goes, man. I go, man. I'm good, man. I don't really smoke like that. He goes, man. When Scott Starch offers you a blunt, mm-hmm. you take that shit. <laughs> and I did not smoke at the time. And now I was high as. Fuck and the rest of, and I you know I'm kind of by myself because he's DJing DJ Irie is he's he's on the he's spinning I don't really know these celebrities like that I'm not one you know what I mean I'm I'm not in this game and dude I remember um everybody was the waitress came the server came over she was like you know who more bottles and I'm like fuck man yeah I'll take one so now I'm now I'm trying to keep up <laughs> man this bottle's like eight hundred dollars at the time I'm like Closer fuck so stupid. I took mine with me. <laughs> like it wasn't finished. It you wasn't got it finished. Pants? They're not gonna let dude, you walk out with it. Dude, I, I found a I found a bag, and I wrapped that bitch up nice. and put it up on, in between. You know, the, right at the belt. Yeah, of course, man. I walked out Clever. with that shit. And I was like, Clever. nah, man. I eight hundred. I've never spent eight hundred bucks on yeah. on booze. And then you walk across the street at CVS. It's thirty two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I was pissed. So we're gonna get to some news stories in a second, but we have to round out your incredible career, man, because they have a new show. I have a new out. show. I, I'm not gonna say the name of it yet because we haven't shot yet and okay. it hasn't been announced. Okay. But um, yeah, so I'm doing a new I'm doing a new pilot okay. um, for ABC. Love that. It's my first time working for ABC. It's just a pilot right now. Just a pilot right now. Okay. But I mean, but it, but they're talking pretty good, and I know every pilot talks really good. Yeah. So I mean, if if we were lucky, hopefully everybody's pilot gets picked up. But that's just not yeah. how the game works. But uh, but yeah, so I'm finally going single cam this time though. Oh, first time. I mean, Bad Judge was single. And wasn't truth be told kind of single or no? It was hybrid, yeah. Hybrid. So there was no audience, but there was there was. So a, you've done a lot of single, a lot of multi, but a lot of both. More multi than single, but yeah. So what's the big difference between the acting styles for you? Uh, for you, like, a, and how does it change what you do? Uh, you can be a cartoon when you do a multi, multi, right? I mean, but you still aren't really being a cartoon. Like no, no. sometimes, like you'll like milk yeah. it, milk a response. I'm not Kramer in every time, but right. there are moments when you can do that. Like you right. could do it in a single. You look like an idiot. Yeah, you look like an idiot. For you sure. look you look crazy mm-hmm. doing some of the stuff you can do for multi But also, it's also fun because you can you can overplay stuff, and it's like you know, it's like in a, in a single cam, you you like what? Yeah. And, and multi is what? Right. You know, you, you can and it right. feels weird sometimes to do that. Until you get used to it, and then once you get used to it, it's like it's so and much you're getting fun. Getting that play. laugh though, it's fine. But does it change your audition style? Because I feel like I'm always, even when I audition for multicam, I'm killing in the room and getting big laughs. But then I'm not getting it. I don't know what the. You know what? I I leave room a lot to to let you know I know where the punchline is. You know what I mean? So so casting whoever's watching, you'll, you'll pause a little extra and like yeah, and like leave that leave that room or make it so big that they got to go. Okay, he's very comfortable with this, right? And then I can bring it back down if they want to because that's the hardest part when people go like get you know can you go bigger, right? And people get uncomfortable. Well, how big sometimes they want you to be, right? Even actually, it's funny. Uh, Delia was the first person that taught me that. There was a there was a you know I had like a kind of a Stella moment like Stella like, right, and I was. Dude, I was I wasn't bringing it. I was not bringing it. And Chris pulled me to the side. I think the director was like, "Can you can you talk to Tone about it?" And so Delia pulled me to the side, and he goes, "Dude, I know it's gonna sound, it's gonna feel weird, but it plays so well. And this is the format you do that on." He just kind of broke it down for me, and he basically kind of showed me what to do. And the next the next take is Stella. I mean, it feels silly, but it's right. like it's it does work. It plays. Yeah, you're it filling plays. up that room. People are busting up. But I like I like single man because like, like every better. movie I've done, I get a chance to be more subtle. Yeah, and like sometimes the words don't matter. It's like it's in, it's in the eyes, it's in the emotion, it's right? In the, you know. You but I also it. feel like these days acting, except for multi, I feel like any single camera acting, movie acting, even commercials, 
actors basically do nothing. Like, I think I'm always doing too much in the room. Like, if I'm watching actors trying to get better. <laughs> what do you mean? Literally, they do nothing. Their face doesn't move. Their eyebrows don't move. A lot of ar- uh, yeah. It's just that's the hardest they just part. Think, yeah, they that's don't the hardest do, part. They put nothing on it. They're just there as a cog in the machine, as a tool to deliver in the can what the editor needs. Dude, I just worked with Lee Daniels for the first time. Oh, nice. Last year, I did. A, I did a movie. Can I bring this up now? Yeah, please. Uh, I did a movie. I think. I think the. I don't know if the titles change yet, but but when we shot, it was the uh, United States versus Billy Holiday. Right, the so Billy Holiday the biopic. biopic. Yeah, and, and that's, so, is that the one where you play Eva Longoria's husband? That's Sylvie. That's another, another one. That's another period piece I did earlier on your career, twenty nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. And so, but dude, I'm doing this scene. I'm doing this scene, and I get there. I have this crazy sex scene, man. I'm like naked, like. I got a wife beater pulled up to 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 you know my chest, yeah. underwear down to my ankles. I got I didn't even know I was going to be doing that. Would you put a sock on your penis? New things, yeah. yeah the cock sock, cock sock yeah. came off twice. Like I didn't tie it. What? I didn't I didn't tie it tight enough. <laughs> no. And then and uh, the girl playing Billy her name is Andre Day. Like she's the best. She I actually saw her last night. She came to my show last night, and uh, she goes, um, <laughs> I was like, she goes, I think your sock fell off. I was like, no, I definitely didn't. I definitely, I was like, but do you mind if I stay? Cause I was like, you know, I'm facing her. I was like, can I stay here until they bring a robe over? Cause either you, you've already seen what I right. got or 90 other people about to see what I got. So I'd rather just be you. And she was like, don't, hey, don't just come here. <laughs> she was super nice about nice. it. She was dope. But like, but get back to like leap. There's one scene I'm doing and I'm like, I, and it's some cool shit. I'm leaning against this wall. And I'm taking a drag of a cigarette and everything, and I blow it. And I'm and I'm and I'm telling, I'm pimping her right now. I'm telling because I'm playing like this club owner pimp. And I'm telling him like, hey, I don't want you doing nothing else. You just sold out three shows in Carnegie. I'm doing all, you know, doing this whole thing. And then Lee goes, great, cut, come here. We got to do it again. I'm like, why you say great? I go back to the monitors. He goes, I need you to not move your face. Don't move your face. Uh, and it was way. It was the simplest note, right? But as a comic, I'm right. used to facial expression. Yeah. I'm used to like selling. Selling what I mean and walking around during your life <laughs> and 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 just stillness and then yeah just stillness he was like he goes because if he goes just give me that give me that reaction he goes how are you delivering I love it right I love it but he was like you got to stay here in it he goes right. I no eyebrows no don't move your fucking face move tone. nothing on your face and it it took me probably two or three times to do it because I'm just so used to yeah being you know be giving reactions and stuff I think that's my biggest problem as an actor is like I have the beats figured out and I want to resp- I'm in the moment but someone says something and I want to. Resp- respond with like mm-hmm. like my eyebrows and I'm like want to really know I'm acknowledging and everybody I'm watching on camera they literally they look like they're a statue with words coming out they're, they're like and that, that has to be like great training because like I'm I, it felt weird to do it, but now I'm, I'm I'm constantly thinking about it so everything I do I go oh the, I can bring it down yeah now. and then he showed he showed to me he goes he goes show me the last one Show me the one where, like, I, you know, I'm raising my eyebrows and everything, and then shows me the other one. He goes, "Now that motherfucker's sexy," right. and I was like, Dude, "It, it, it was way better." Yeah, you pull them into your eyes instead of forcing it out. Yeah, it's like less eager, and eager it, is not it was, sexy. It was great. It was that's all my ex girlfriends told me. I was, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was dope, though. <laughs> and so that movie's coming out. That'll be, uh, that'll be later this year. That'll be later 2020. And what's the Eva Longoria one called? Uh, Sylvie's Love. That's that, Tessa Thompson. And when does that come out? Uh, that one, that just premiered at Sundance. So I don't oh, know when, nice. when it's dropping, but I think oh, that's cool. going straight to Amazon. Amazing. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So what advice do you give young actors that are trying to figure out how to get cast? Let's say they got some auditions coming at them. How do you get cast? Man, how do you separate I think, yourself? I think it depends on like what you're, uh, you know, if it's a comic, I think I'm, I'm a little better because I've been coaching a lot of 
lot of actors in, in comics this pilot season, but I, it's different who I'm talking to. Because a comic, I'll, I'll talk different because I know the world. Right. Like a trained actor who's coming in for comedy, that's way different because they have other they have other tools that they've learned. I don't know the technical terms for somebody who went to Juilliard or NYU or you know whatever. Right. But uh, I just tell them stay home. Let the comics do the comics. Hey man, shit. just hey man, sit your ass we at home. Need to go do a Shakespeare. <laughs> sit your ass at home, man. Let me get a part. Yeah, for Christ's sake. It, the, the advice I would give is like, um, I mean, really, really break down. Like, I break down my cadence. I break down how I want to do a joke. Uh, do what's comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, don't go in. Mm. Like, because you're going in because you don't like the role, but you want the money. Fuck that. Right. Go, go. Be comfortable. If but you to what degree do you? Break it down and decide your cadence and your beats and what you want to do versus being in the moment and letting all that go. Dude, I've done an audition where I'm like, they're like, can you pace this up and like, you know, don't take all. I was like, no, nah, I don't talk like that. I'd rather leave. Wow. And really? I, would, I just go. And not, not in an asshole way, but right. I'm like, hey, I, I really don't feel like this is, that's not how I see it. Right. And it, I, and if that's what you want, I don't want to do that. So right. we can, we should, this should stop now. And then what do they say to that? I think they respect it. But then they're like, okay, do it one more time your way or like, um, no, I mean, at this point, you end up getting that part at this point. Yes. Like you end up last, getting that part though. No. Yeah. You don't usually get that part. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, but, but also but I didn't still, want, you have I didn't to want own the room. You have to still go in. They always say that, but then for some, like I have the most, I can play an arena, grab a mic and rock 12,000 people. And I go into a room of three people for an audition and it's just so cold and feels like I'm in an <laughs> office. And all of a sudden I feel like a little child being judged and I can't bring my natural confidence it's i always have to break it up first like i as soon as i walk in especially if it's a cold room i haven't been there before if i don't know the casting director or the producers there dude i will i'm talking for like two to five minutes just to like i need to warm up good i need to get your personality out of here good, i need i need, hopefully I can, if you can get a, if i can get a laugh out of you or something yeah i need something how right. was your weekend right what is going on because i don't it, you feel like a fucking inmate Right, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just time to like, you know, they're just processing you till you fucking leave. I'm like, right. no, man, if it's not, and I don't, if, if I get a reader, like uh, the casting director or whatever, if I get a reader who's just, just reading and right. not giving me anything, oh, I'm like, I'd rather, I'm going to go home and do a tape and send it in. Do you say that? I've read, yep. I'm like, I was like, I, I, I'm not getting what I need from it. Do you ever say to the reader, do you mind taking it off the paper and actually working with me? You'll Absolutely. say stuff like that. Absolutely. Wow, that's good, man. Because I Absolutely. guess, and I mean, you even call it if they, out if they flub. Right, dude, I've read oh, where like worst. they don't know the scene, right. at least not well enough to read with me. I've had, I've gone to an audition where they sent me the old sides for a new script, and then what I have doesn't match theirs. Oh no! And they're like, "Can you learn this real quick?" I'm like, "No, you read mine." Right? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, this is this is just so I you know I can you take do it. it over like this. This is just so you know I can do right, it. Right? Exactly. It's like the you're words not, are going to change anyway. You're not putting this in the movie. It's like it's like yeah it's like can we just test what I know right you know but like um but I mean that's I mean that took me years of being comfortable comfortable enough to go like I'm when you get to, like like the way we know that our agent we work with our agents and you work kind of for me right the moment you book your first job your right. agent works for you yeah it's not the other way around yeah so it's that I feel like I mean you do want to you do want to cast the right person right you want we kind of have to work together even if it's not me you got to mm-hmm. find somebody. So be open enough to fucking work on it. Do you ever call it out in the room what you're doing? Do you ever say like, I want to warm up the vibe in here a little bit before we get going? <laughs> hey I guys, say that. let's have a little, let me play Can some you music. you put a smile on your face? Is that cool? And how Come about? Come on, give me 60%. <laughs> 60% smile. Let's do it. I always try to be, I mean, unless it's a drama, unless it's like, right. and even most dramas, I'll tape first. Really? And you then choose to in. tape first? Yeah. I'll send it in. Because then you control your performance, right? And then if you like that, then I know, okay, th- there's something here that you liked. And you right. can coach me in the room, and then I'll go, and I don't want a warm room on that. 
I want to come in and stay in it, right? And then just go right. do it, and then I warm up after. You just say, "Hey, what's going on?" And yeah, get hey, into it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'll, you know, let me get my chair or whatever, and I'll, I'll right. stay in the zone. Right. And then, because like on this Lee Daniels one, I the character audition for is not the character I ended up playing, and I did play the, the, It was this heroin addict that I that I went in for, and I that tape. I know that tape was. Was pretty fucking good. It's weird you didn't get that one because you did all the life research over no, years. Hey man, know? hey man, I was, I was tapping these veins, man. Finding, you know how much syringes cost? That's expensive, dude. It's expensive. That's why I grabbed them out of those used boxes. Went through a lot of spoons. <laughs> First coronavirus patient in New Hampshire told to stay isolated went to an event instead. He uh, New Hampshire has their second coronavirus patient. And the dude was told to be isolated for 14 days. He instead went to a business conference event. Oh. And um, somebody else now has been infected from that event. They think everybody else is probably going to be fine. Uh, there's 125 cases already in the U.S., nine deaths. Well, they had six, at, in, six in L.A. as of yesterday. Six what? Six cases six in L.A. Six cases. And no then, deaths. And then nine deaths overall, mostly in Washington State, and now one in California. The, and then right before we started recording, the somebody at LAX. What? Mm-hmm. Got coronavirus? Yep. I was there yesterday. Something happened last night. What? I don't. I, I didn't. I might have coronavirus. It might, it might, well, me. then I might have it then. Great, <laughs> great. Sorry are, about are you scared that. About, are you scared of it? I'm not scared. I'm not scared of it. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. I mean, like twenty thousand people die a year of the flu, and I get the flu. I don't. I don't think I'm going to die. I mean, I think we're going to get like, it. I think people. I think we're going to get it. Yeah, I almost want a little coronavirus. I just, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I just scared. want a soft amount of it. Also, don't. I told you this outside. I don't know if I believe in it. That it's real. I don't know if I believe it's real. You think they're doing it? Why? Because I haven't seen anybody. <laughs> I haven't seen one. I, the the, pe- yeah. the two people in was that Washington? That two people that that, that they like they they beat it right. Where they at? Well, a lot of people beat Where it. Where they at, Ben? Why aren't they talking on TV? If I had it and I got rid of it, yeah. I'm telling everybody. You're throwing a, a post-corona party. I'm going on The View. <laughs> I'm, I'm straight. Like, man, like, you can't stop me from telling people. Maybe McCain a book. will be angrily grilling you. Me and Corona. How I beat it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm out there. I'm well, out. I'm putting on Instagram. <laughs> well, Yo, bitch, the, I beat Corona. Yeah. I beat anything against all I'm odds. invincible. That's and I knew right. Muhammad Ali. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm the mom of coronavirus. Float like a butterfly, sting like an infectious virus that could take down the planet through a pandemic. Do you, do you, do you like, were you like looking into it or like? I mean, I, I did just fly to Edmonton because I was flying internationally. I wasn't even going to work. I didn't even think about bringing a mask, but then I brought Leah Lamar on the road and she's maybe a little bit more of a neurotic Jew than I am. And she was like, Are you bringing a mask? I'm like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, and she brought a mask and I used it as an eye mask on the flight. I didn't even try to cover my mouth. <laughs> But <laughs> you just dropped it around your ears. Yeah, right on the eyes. It was a very nice sleep. On the way back, I did wear it though. I started to get a little bit in my head about it, but not much. I uh, I wore. I haven't been on a. F- I guess I flew. To, I flew to Houston a few weeks ago. Went to a wedding, and then uh, before that, I was in Sundance, and I wore my mask on both of those. No, oh, you did. And then I'm going to New York with uh, Michael Yo this weekend, so I'll. Uh, so you don't fully not believe in it. You're a little bit. I'm wearing a mask. Man, I was wearing a mask before. I like wearing an all-black really? sweatsuit because I have a nice, thick black mask, too. So I look like an urban ninja yeah. walking through the airport. Yeah, Lee had a black mask. I had some purple bullshit. Yeah, no, I got that. I got that swag. i that. 40% of, of beer-drinking Americans will not buy corona due to the coronavirus <laughs> new study shows. People worry about that shit. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the fucking um, uh, the Miller Coors. Remember the shooter last week? Oh, he had attacked the the, uh, the Miller building. I think he knocked out like five people. Yeah, and then turns out they did like an expose on it, and 
there's a culture of racism with like nooses and and uh, at, just like at course at course. Yeah, I heard that that it was brewing up for a while. Not to, <laughs> not to excuse. <laughs> was that pun a pun? In, pun intended. Not to excuse a shooting by any means, but no, no, not at all. You can't not have a culture of racism either. Yeah, uh, that's not ideal. But Americans are are sometimes maybe not the smartest because we will not buy Corona beer because of the virus. Obviously unrelated. Although I don't usually opt for Corona anyway, but I wouldn't get one right now myself. So I feel like people I'd, are stupid. I'd drink but it. You would? Yeah. I mean, I would drink it if somebody handed it to me. I'd I don't know like, if okay. I'd buy it, but I'd drink it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not yeah. looking to buy Corona. Right it had now. to be two for one and you bought them. Then I'm in. Yeah. Then I'm in for sure. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift is a man. Do you hear about this? What? Yep. Yep. Big news. She, you want me to explain this Yeah, further? please. <laughs> please. Taylor Swift's new music video, she plays a man. Oh, she does? Yeah, she a very big visual transformation. She wanted to experience the world through the point of view of a powerful white male. Uh, and she walks around. I think it's called The Man. And uh, she's seen on a yacht with a, with a bevy of models, acting arrogant, throwing a fit during a tennis match. She probably had a great time. Oh, I'm sure she loved it. <laughs> um, shown ignoring his daughter in the thing and then gets a world's greatest dad thing, whatever, an award. This is her seventh studio album, Lover. Just debuted a few months back, but this is the video just dropped. And um, she says in this, here, here's the uh, lyric of the single. She goes, I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man. And I'm so sick of them coming at me again, because if I was a man, then I'd be the man. That last rhyme's kind of weak, but... Is she rapping? I don't know, man. I rapped it a little bit. Yeah, I was like, that, I think she's probably that's a little singing. different for Taylor, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was being a man is pretty new for her. How do how you feel about that? Look, I think that certainly women's experience is very difficult, and I don't think men really get it. So I, under, I think it's an interesting experiment. Yeah. Also, she looks very convincingly like a man in this Does video. She? Oh yeah, I gotta see. I gotta see. It's pretty mind blowing. But I don't. I feel like she complains so much that she's not the best messenger for the plight of women struggling. Because like she even said this quote, she goes, "So many of these things are ingrained in even women. These perceptions, and it's really about retraining your own brain to be less critical of women when we are not criticizing men for the same things." Fair. Then she goes, we have to curate and cater everything, but make it look like an accident. If we make a mistake, that's our fault. But if we strategize so we won't make a mistake, then we're calculating. Fair. But I feel like her life's amazing. What's hard about yeah. Taylor Swift's life? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, I mean, she always seems like she's doing well to me. Right? She's always you know complaining I mean? about stuff that ends up not being a problem. Scooter Braun won't let me play my songs. Then she, he does, just, does get to play her songs, and she's got a bunch of free publicity. Where did Taylor Swift come from? Was she? She in was a country star first. Was she? Yeah, she was a country star. Might have been YouTube. And I got to be country. honest. I think I always mix her up with Carrie Underwood. Yeah, they're different people. Carrie Underwood still country. still country. Right. Okay. She's still country. Who was Taylor? No, who was Taylor Swift going out with? Did she? Have we ever seen her with a person? Oh, she dates people constantly. It's all of her albums are about breakups. She dated John Mayer. She dated. Well, I mean, everybody dated everybody John Mayer. Dated I, I dated John, John Mayer. Yeah, I had a brief one brief year when sling. I didn't have a pilot. Me and John Mayer got got up. We yeah, kicked it. Yeah, it was a, a solid little, little little romance, summer yeah. romance. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't like. You know, he doesn't play. He doesn't play when I ask him to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ta you know, Taylor Swift. God bless her. She does innovative things. I like her. I, I do want to see this video. I'm gonna go watch this video. Yeah, later. I, I haven't even seen it yet, but I've just seen a lot of stills from it, little short clips. Is it do do you think do you think it's kind of in the in the remember when Eddie Murphy did the Days of White Guy? So funny that old SNL you, you short think, film. You think it was kind of inspired by that? I think so. Yeah. 
Uh, Taylor would probably say she was her own idea, but you know. Yeah, it's like Flavor Flav, ooh. cease and desist on Bernie Sanders. Gotta hear thoughts on Flav. Senator Bernie Sanders it has been issued a cease and desist from Flavor after the rapper's public enemy, <laughs> Flava, public enemy co founder Chuck D. Uh, was announced to perform at a Sanders rally last week in L.A. under the group's moniker, just straight up as Public Enemy. Flav's lawyer sent a letter to Sanders saying, while Chuck is certainly free to express his political views he sees fit, his voice alone does not speak for Public Enemy. The planned performance will only be Chuck D. of Public Enemy, not Public Enemy itself. Those who truly know what Public Enemy stands for know what time it is. There is no Public Enemy without Flavor Flav, the letter states. Flav added a handwritten message at the bottom of the note saying, hey, Bernie, don't do this, and drew a clock. That's his signature? That's his signature. <laughs> he, signs, he signs with flavor, a an- Flavor, Flav. Oh, was it digital or analog? I think he did hands. What hands time was up. it? Oh, you know, it's it's time for season to letter times. I wonder what, like, I wonder, did he do the hands on the clock? Did you, wait, is it up? Can you see what time it is on the clock that he drew? No, I don't have it. Dude, that's a dope-ass signature, though. That's pretty dope. To walk out, <laughs> you just looking at a, a cart, like a... And if he actually changes the time to when he signs, it's like time stamp too. That's I'm telling you, man. That's a nice idea. Do you think Flavor Flav? Cease and desist. What time is it? Two twenty-two. Two twenty. He does. He does. Eleven. Eleven. Make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Flavor Flav can make any claim to Public Enemy? Didn't he leave the group? I mean, he left back in '09. I mean, but yeah, but like also, have they? They haven't been working on it. They haven't been doing shit together, right? Yeah. I mean, the last thing I remember, he didn't he have he had a new. Well, I remember him having that. He, does he have a Kobe song? What do you mean? About Kobe? I feel like I just read something about him doing a, man, I might be fucking this up. But, because remember he did that Michael Jackson song? Nope. He did He did a Michael Jackson um, uh, track about the, you know, the death of Michael Jackson. Yeah. And then I want to say he did a new one. I mean, the last one was real bad, of course. Yeah. Flav alone is hard to. Yeah. Hard Even to, on reality shows, it's hard not, to stop. I don't enjoy it much. But like Chuck D's probably like, thank God, I've been trying to get this motherfucker to quit for 20 years. <laughs> Manspreading, you know about it? Manspreading? Mm-hmm. Not mansplaining, manspreading. Please tell me. I've just been exposed to this concept. Apparently it's a thing that women uh, don't love about what men do is we'll sit in public places and we'll kind of like take our space up and spread our legs out wide. That's not, it's not a real thing. It's not a thing, right? It's not a thing. Women can feel free to do it. There was a video where these women tried to do it for like, I think for for Vox or Vice or something for a week. And great. Go ahead and spread your legs out wide as you want. No, we're not, we're can, not doing it to take up space. I don't believe we're just doing it because it's a comfortable way to sit and I mean, I'm a leg pop out. I'm a, I'm a leg, I'm a, I'm a leg crosser I as cross well. sometimes, sure. I'm a crosser. Yeah. If you want to leave them open, but don't, but don't, don't come at me about airing it out. Yeah, I can't even take up my seat don't, now. Yeah, don't take up two seats, but if I'm taking, taking the edges, no one's next to me, come on. I mean, it's not the night. Remember when dudes in the 90s were like, you know, trying to spread? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm, it's yeah, aggressive. Standing out, yeah. But not, nobody's doing that. If you hop on the subway in New York, nobody, nobody's just out here just taking up. Yeah. No, that's not a real thing. I don't believe in this. Okay, good. I agree with you on that. I'm on your that. page. What do you think about this? Uh, Tristan Thompson's leaving comments on Khloe Kardashian's Instagram. Good for him. Right? He's good hitting it back in. Do you think they're, they're secretly hooking up? They have a kid, right? I think so. True. Yeah, true Thompson. So kind of it, a slam in the face if, name if, that, he, I mean, that he gave her too. It, man, you know that's that's the thing. Like she's such a boss. That yeah. family's such a boss that like he got to get his stats up. Yeah, yeah, he needs more followers. She don't, I mean, like yeah, like if if he got he got to be pulling some numbers. That's fair. Dropping some numbers, you know, in order like to get her attention again because like, that makes sense. Kardashians don't go after weak dudes. This is true. This is very true. That time she went after Chris, who's that Kim that dated Chris Humphries? That was Kim married Chris Humphries for like thirty days, and then his. I mean. He, Every athlete got worse after Kim dated him. <laughs> yeah. And then 
and then she got with you know the Jessica yeah, Simpson problem too when, yeah. when when she dated uh that quarterback. Uh who did she date? Did she date Romo? Did she date Troy? Romo. Uh, no. Yep. Romo. Yeah, Romo. Romo. Yep. He did not do well. Man, congrats for him for that new deal he just got. Did he get a big new deal? He got a new deal. I think he's getting like seventeen million a year for CBS, something like that. Oh, oh to be a commentator. Damn. Yeah, that's not bad. Chrissy Teigen uh, revealed her favorite date night spot with John Legend. I'm excited to share with you guys listening. Us Weekly reports this story. Uh, she won't even go to see a movie anymore unless it's I pick. You know what I pick is? No. There you theaters. I've been to theaters similar, but not to this level. You sit on recliners. With blankets, you get a pod, you get a pillow. Blanket. Yeah, it's a gross blanket, but you get a full drink menu, food menu, including alcohol. That part I'm down with. Oh, the yeah. food I'm down with. I, oh, so it's like a draft house. Yeah, it's like a draft house. Yeah, yeah. That, oh. I love those, like in Texas. Yeah, amazing. But I don't want to be lying down in a pod. Other people have lied down mm-hmm. in with used blankets, and I'm not walking in with my own blankets. Right. Also, I'll, true. also, I like to be a little uncomfortable in a the movie theater. Yeah, like, you want to be focused be, and uh, cold. Yep. And little, like, they scare you into enjoying every bit of every like, frame. Like a comedy club. I'm, I'm watching I'm, Tone Bell be still. Like, I hate comfortable chairs. You can't be sitting there lying and, and back with your club. legs up. When yeah, exactly. have comfortable chairs, it messes man, it get up. those fuck out of here. I don't even like when it's, like, set up too much dinner style. I want them focused, face forward, like Laugh Factory. I yep. like them to be proscenium style. Sandwiches, fries, and that's it. That's get it. the salmon out of here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. nobody eating soup. That's exactly right. And also, how do you even eat a meal when lying down covered in blankets? Very difficult to do. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of this. Yeah, no, yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of shaking around, I distracted pick. from the screen. But I, I would pick. like to try it, kind of. Yeah. Just so I can hate you on it more officially. You've been to the one that's in a. Uh, uh, what club is that? It's in Mall of America. Uh, House of House of Comedy. House of Comedy. You've been to that one where they have like the four D. Is it not four D? What is it? Four. It's one where the chair rumbles and it oh, sprays water and all that kind of I shit. I have not. I would like to try that. That was dope. It was cool? Yeah. That's cool because that's enhancing your experience, yeah. not distracting you with a bunch of shit. Um, our last story before we go into Twitter answers here, Tone, and then we do the thunder round, of course, is uh, The Bachelor's been misleading the women, man. <sighs> he's been telling one of them, you're the best kisser I've ever kissed in my life, telling one of them he, that he's basically making them all seem like they're going to they're win. They're going to go ahead, and then he's just doing it, I think, to hook up. And Chris Harrison says that he believes it. He thinks the guy believes it in the moment. The host says he believes it, but he's really hitting some of these girls. This dude is set getting... up to fail regardless. You yeah. cannot, you can't put me yeah. around 20 beautiful women who yeah. all have their shit together mm-hmm. and not expect me to well, want all of them. Well, a lot of them are nuts, but some of them have their shit together for sure. Well, you don't, you know, that comes out in the coming weeks. But <laughs> right, exactly. you know what I mean. Like initially, like, it's very impressive. Like I can't, I, I, I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself on Instagram. Let alone, I'm, I got to be with y'all for six weeks, eight weeks, and no, 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 yeah. That there's they're setting up his <laughs> his uh, uh, his emotional harassment. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. Emotional assault. They're set. They're, they're, no, they're feeding into that. I haven't watched The Bachelor in many years. And I watched one episode with Carmel recently, and I was hooked. Man, it's so fascinating to watch oh. the guy in love with three women or four women at the time. He literally, he was like, he meets the family. The family's embracing. Oh, you met him. the family. They go to meet all four families in like a period of a week, and they're all like, "We really would want you to take our daughter seriously." He's in serious relationships with three other women right now. If if you're if you're a dad, if you're a dad. Are are you taking this thing seriously? I don't even know how you let your daughter do it. I mean, she's an adult, so I guess you don't have the ability to not let her. The Bachelor or a stripper? It's <laughs> a good question. Which one would you prefer? You got to pick one. To date? No. Or to marry? Your daughter. Your daughter to become a stripper or go on The Bachelor? Yeah. Whew. Definitely go on The Bachelor. At least it's a little bit of pretense of class. You're only one dude. 
instead of a bunch of dudes dancing up on her every night. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, who knows whatever else happens. Guys wearing shorts and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wearing loose pants. I, a part of me was going to say stripper, but th- but then I know, I know some, I know some, some shit that happened, you know? Yeah. That's a different lifestyle. It's not just the dancing. The dancing, you can get over. The dancing it's, it's, will be it, fine. The, the lifestyle it is different. It seems to always bleed into other things. Yeah. So we both agree you'd rather have your daughter go yeah, to Bachelor. Yeah, probably Bachelor. Yeah. Probably Bachelor. Yeah. No taxes with stripping, though. Strong point. Strong point. Financially speaking, it's probably more lucrative. Unless you end up being chosen as a bachelorette, then it's a dream. Then it's a fairy tale. You I got mean, 24 well, dudes coming at you. Does anybody stay together? Uh, are there people still together I from the bachelor? I think like one or two in like 20 seasons. We're like, yeah, it's 20 seasons, right? Something, something like, that. like that. It doesn't happen very often. But you know what does happen every single week? Twitter answers. It is time to check in with the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Bum, 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 bum. The Glebe Squad. The Friends with Benefits. The Glebe Nation. The Be Glebers and all of us. Brain Trust. It is time for Twitter Answers. <laughs> All right, I asked the Brain Trust, what thing ended that you missed the most? Rotary phones, a certain TV show, a dance move, what is it? And I want to hear yours too, Tone, but let's, we got a bunch of great answers here, okay. a lot of nostalgic stuff. At UK Brain Trust, the British Bureau of this podcast, says, having time to do anything, a child will do that to you. He had a child recently. He's a okay. man in England. Oh, so he's saying time? Time. Oh, Mm-hmm. Kids eat it up. Do you want kids? Yeah, uh, and that's why. I, that's why I kind of got the dogs. Like, let me get ready to like ramp have up, to drop everything to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, ramp up towards the kids. That's good time. Yeah, time is a good one. Time is a very good time one, man. It's hard that's to make time. All we really got. Yeah, it's hard to make time to do anything. Even with the only thing I worried about is I don't find time to do stuff now without kids. Yeah. So how are we gonna? Every, everything changes, man. You just get Priorities way better change, at guess. Yeah. managing your time too. Probably the. Uh, yeah, I, I like that one. I like time. Dr. Larry Burchette, my buddy, used to be on the Today Show with me. He says he misses going on the Today Show with Ben Glebe. Fair <laughs> enough. We used to be on together. Wah, 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 wah. That shit ended. We're not on anymore. It ended. Hands, you know Did what I mean? you miss it? No. No? Not really, no. It was The best part of it was they would just fly me to New York once a month, and I get to spend two or three days in New York every month on their dime. That's dope. That was dope. Yeah. The show was fun to do. It's an institution. It was cool to be on it, but it didn't really do anything for me. Mm. I don't know that, like... Middle-aged housewives are exactly my demographic or was coming to see my shows. Yeah. It didn't move my needle at all. That's that's all I bring home, baby. <laughs> middle-aged, middle-aged white wine drinking women. I that, wish I wish they came to my shows. Me. That's really? who comes to see really? me. Really? Because uh, you're doing network, network couples, sitcoms. Yeah, I mean, that's who watches. Yeah. yeah. Um, couples. And then uh, in couples, tables, a lot of tables of single women, a lot of tables of single gay men, and then uh, and then older couples. Yeah, I used to have a big gay, gay following during the Chelsea Lately days. Yeah. I feel like that's tapered off a little. Probably so. You know, whatever. Sunlit over. Sunlit over? I don't know what that is. Says, being able to keep my shoes on when going through airport security and Tom Petty. Tom and Petty, Tom I miss. Petty? I miss Tom Petty for sure. Oh, oh she, she didn't have a pre-check. She doesn't have a pre-check. And I know in your special, you didn't want you wanted to keep it kind of quiet for those who don't know. And I agree with you. But I can tell the brain trust because. Yeah, they seem cool. Brain Trust is my family, and you got to get TSA pre-check if you fly it all regularly. At, I mean, it's, if you fly it four times a year, it is worth it's it. It's completely worth it. I, to and get I, I TSA took a step up and went global entry. That's what I'd like to do. I really regret that I didn't do that initially because that also covers pre, right? Yeah. I don't know why. Have you done clear yet? Have you? Done? Yeah, I'm also clear. I love clear. Thought See, that was the dumbest thing in the world. I haven't done it yet. It's 
amazing. Yeah. Because occasionally, pre is usually a pretty small line, but occasionally you get there and there's still like a little bit of a line. Yeah. And pre, you literally go up there. They open a velvet rope, Jay-Z style for yep. you. They immediately, they just scan your eyes. You don't have to pull out anything. They bring you up to the TSA guy and they're like, he's good. You don't even have to show your, your boarding pass. Again. Oh, really? You walk right in. You don't need to do anything. They bring you right to the front of all the lines. Oh, that's great. It's really nice. And it's like 60 a year or something like that. It's not bad. Mm. I know Global Entry is only like 70 for five years or whatever. Right. But I'm liking it. Nice. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, we got Aura Deluxe. What Aura misses having uh, ended in this world? Paper maps. Paper maps. Do you miss paper maps? Um. Man, paper, it depends on where you, I had to print a map out like two years ago. I went to go do a show and it was like rule, it was for military. You were afraid base. you were going to lose GPS service. They told me I would lose oh, it and wow. I did. Like, they're like, hey oh, man, wow. you get close enough to the base, your, your shit's going to be scrambled. Yeah, You're not I used to have just call. a printed map quest piece of paper Absolutely. and I'd go through the woods and it would get you there. What if, what if, it could do this already, but maybe not. Yeah. Just, this is just a question. I'm going yeah. outside this for a second. Sure. Let's just say. Like, I, I live, what, 15 minutes from you, maybe? 10, yep. 15 minutes from you? So, can I save directions in my app? To, well, I don't understand. Like, so, I can put I can plug your address in, yeah. and then it'll tell me how to turn by turn how to get here. Yeah. But, what if I don't have a signal? Can I... Oh, that's interesting. If it's a place I... That would be nice. You know? like So, I can go, oh, just in case. Yeah, I don't think it does that. That would be Come nice. Come on, man. Somebody get on that. That's a good idea. Hey, I like man. that a lot. Sean Kelly, 26, sounds cheesy, but I actually miss video rental stores. Any part of you miss video rental stores? Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of, yeah, I it get It was that. cool. I you get, go into the community that vibe. That at, said this? Sean. Yeah. Sean, 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 that's a good. Sean Kelly. Because it was kind of, it's kind of ritualistic. It's it was. Kind of, you yeah. walk in, you just have, and also it limited your choices for you. You just look at what's out now. Checking that box to see if anything's back that you wanted. Yeah, you get, the only thing that sucks is when you find the, the box you want and the disc's not in it. Oh, sometimes you, I, that would happen. I, you went disc. I'm thinking tape still. I'm thinking VHS. Are you thinking days. VHS days? Because I worked, I worked at a blockbuster like place. It was called Video Two C, like a little mom and pop one. Yeah, it's like three locations in Atlanta somewhere. Do you have a porn section? Oh, behind the curtain, baby. Behind the curtain. That's what Daniel DeKing says. Misses movie theaters around in almost every block. Tickets being less than five bucks. Tower Records, Borders, Books, Movies. And music, the all-day $4 Metro card, and mom-and-pop video stores, especially any store that has a section devoted to cult movies, porno sections are also a bonus. <sighs> Those porn sections. I, I had one. I had a local video store in my neighborhood growing up, and there's behind the barn doors. And I was a kid. Barn I went door. behind those Oh, barn, I think we, we had, had barn doors. Like those kitchen barn doors? Oh, yeah, yeah. Went behind those. I was just seeing things on the covers. I didn't rent one, but I was just looking around. It was an education. I've never rented one either, but... I remember I, we used to clean the shelves. It's like that. I was like, I Ooh. never minded doing the cleaning the shelves. It was never like a situation, that. was it? And I was like, no, no, no. Oh, okay, there was I, never like a cleanup on aisle two situation. Nah, no, nah, it's carpet in there. Oh, even worse. <laughs> no, it's carpet. Oh, my God. You don't want a carpet in your porn section. No, man. You definitely go hardwood floor in there with no grooves. You Maybe you just go, a linoleum. Gotta, hey, man, you got to be able to wipe. Yeah, you got to be able to wipe it down. <laughs> Shit. That's not ideal. That was gross. There's a, there a spot in Atlanta called Insurrection. It's uh-huh. still there, I think. It's still it's it's uh like I think it's in Decatur County, it's in Decatur, I think. And uh and they had like the booths on outside that you can like you can go rent inside and go watch right there. Oh no. It was a porn shop. It's a porn shop. It was a porn sex, video shop. Sex shop. All porn. Okay. Yeah, all, that's not all, great. all toys and all that kind of stuff. Who doesn't have a place to go masturbate at home? Man. You're doing you gotta, it. You gotta do booth? it out? Oh, that's the worst. Pee Wee Herman style? No one needs that life. Oh, uh, not pleasant at all. That's a that's a that's a sad lunch. <laughs> 
I bring my lunch from home. Oh my! God. I'm gonna step out, and run, run this subway real quick. <laughs> oh my god! Haven't eaten lunch in years. Come back every exhausted. Day. <laughs> Jennifer Gable eight says Velcro shoes. Velcro's kind of gone out. Yeah, Velcro's still around though. On shoes? Yeah. I've not seen it on shoes. Yeah. Where? I got a pair of Adidas that have a uh, Velcro on it. When'd you buy them? Two years ago. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And then Walmart and Target still sell like the old people's shoes with Velcro. Well, yeah, but old people, they're like, what talking about, you're talking about, like, you're talking about just like, uh, nice ones. Uh, oh, okay. But you said you got some I, Adidas. I, I do have a pair, yeah. Okay, well, I take that back. Jennifer Gable, you're misinformed, but this is a great day for you. Yeah. Great. I got news. two pair with Velcro on. Really? Yeah, they're the same shoe, different colors. I got two pair Air Force Ones. I don't. It's Hot just a lyric. Though. It's just a lyric. I don't have any pairs. That's a lyric from the song, you know what I mean? I got two oh, you pair. Go, you going Nelly on me? I always okay. go Nelly on you. Got you. Look, I'll, I go Dirty South. I open every episode saying, Hello, everybody. I go, everybody, thank you. Tonight. Little country grammar. Little country grammar. I hear you. We did what we needed to do for country grammar to sell. Shout out to St. Louis. You the, better the, believe the, it. I just talked to my, that's who I was on the phone with. My cousin from St. Louis. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that. Tell him hello for me. I, I will. Mick says hello, Jack. Daniel Zaylor, my buddy, says he misses mixtapes and twin cassette boom boxes. Ooh. Those are solid, Those dude. Are dope. Those are solid. Dope. Do you remember when, remember when they had the, the CD players that, that came out with the anti-skip? It was like it was like the the, the disc. Yeah, thing. it would like load a couple seconds extra, and it could cover up. It was like yeah, so it would it would like it was because you know you you move that shit at all. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, yeah, but also they tried to say you could run with CDs. You could never really run with a CD, man. No, at all, impossible. Um, remember the, walk, run with your hand the, flat like a pizza, trying to keep that shit perfectly still. What was the other one? They tried it. It was hot for like a quick summer. Remember, like the the mini disc kind of like it was like yes, a, it was like a CD but tiny. Yeah. Yeah, that was a waste of Man, everything. Man, that shit came. Yeah, that came. It was like ninety six when that came out. Yeah, 96, 90, 98 maybe. Well, I used to love those twin cassette boom boxes because you could like make your own mixtapes on it. Remember that old the, school the, style? The start stop. Start yeah. stop. Or you have it on, on record pause and unpause yeah. perfect. And then I had one that even had a mic input. So that was my early days of like creating content. I was I wasn't rapping back then. I was more singing like Steve Winwood too. Okay. <laughs> and introducing shit like radio style. Do you play an instrument? Kazoo, baby. You know I'm one of the best kazoo players in the world. You got to hear my new kazoo bit. I got to go to bit. You do? Yeah. Okay, please be respectful, though, when you do the kazoo bit, because you know that you're one of your dear friends is one of the best kazoo players on earth. I, no, well, now I know. Okay, I play on I'm going to make that my Twitter bio. You haven't seen <laughs> One of my dear friends. <laughs> one, one of my dear friends and best kazoo player you've ever seen. you never seen him play the kazoo? No. Dude, I play the kazoo on stage with, like, famous musicians. I've never they, seen They let the me kazoo. sit in on the kazoo. Me and, first of all, me and Craig Robinson have done it on stage many times. I got I did one time Tiffany you know Haddish, Craig Robinson, and me. I do think I've seen you do this yes. with Craig. I do think. No, and then Mitch Woods, le- the legendary improv, jazz pianist. The yeah, the improv. Okay, dude, I'm a kazoo king. They call me the kazoo king. That's I'm gonna say, that I'm might gonna be the name. You kazoo king. Okay, I appreciate that. Kazoo king. You know what I mean? Uh, at Golden Armed One, Mrs. Democracy. I hear you on that. Mm. Shit's been we're getting a little authoritarian right now. <laughs> Let's fill one out for the, for, for democracy. That's <laughs> a hard one. It is. Uh, geek Gamer Guy misses Integrity, a pre-Citizens United America, and old school Reese's Peanut Butter Cups before they replaced the peanut butter with peanut dust. Mm. They've mm. changed the peanut butter vibe? I haven't had a Reese's in a long time. But I, I have. I, it's not quite as good, I feel like. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I believe that. I also heard they, they changed the chocolate to not have an aftertaste, so you have to keep eating it to get the initial taste again. 
Oh, interesting. That might be a conspiracy theory, but I've heard this. Interesting. I didn't I read it. Somebody told me, but it, but it sounds believable. I don't like how in the how in the candy game these days they're blending all the candies together. Every time you go to the market, there's a brand new innovation in the candy. Yeah. It's like Reese's mixed with the with the buttercups in the pieces. I don't fuck with now it. Now there's chocolate kisses mixed with Hershey's nibbler dibs. It's like what is happening? Nibbler dibs. You know, you got those like you get those you get those like Twizzler nibs. You got you got dibs. Oh, they give you yeah. little short versions, miniature versions. They're all kinds of they're candy. trying to make trail mix out of candy. Yes, and I'm I'm not. Keep it. Keep. I'm a purist when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't even fuck with Ben and Jerry's. You're ice not cream. a candyist. You just you just like what yeah. you like. No, I like what I you like. You like them all, but I just I want them individually. Yeah, correct, correct. Like I, I think separate but equal. Not good for races. Good for candy. Great, great. Fine for candy. for candy. Yep. Because I don't like like that's why I don't even mess with Ben and Jerry's. I don't like all these chunks in my ice cream. Maybe one thing, a chocolate chip. Okay, cookie dough, fine. But I don't need almonds, walnuts, and big. Thick chocolate chunks. All I can do is don't get any smooth ice cream experience in you my mouth. You know what happens to Ben and Jerry's too? Like, uh, is like if you get it, because like sometimes you have to, you know, you have to leave the ice cream out for a little bit so so it can just melt enough so you can eat it because it's too hard. Sure, but then not for me. I, I go hard as it can be. I don't like when it gets soft. You but use I a understand knife? people do this. I just go hard with a spoon. I go aggressive. I use full wrist skills. Oh, you still go? You don't have? I to- push hard. See, I, like I, I let mine sit a little no, bit, no. get a little soft, no. right? Yeah. But then, but then it, all the fucking flavors drop down to the bottom, correct. and now, you, you, now you just got a brownie at the bottom. That's correct. <laughs> you got vanilla ice cream with a brownie at the bottom. That's correct. Yeah, that's why you don't do that. Well, ben and Jerry's did come out with that lactose free, no, no dairy. Is it, is is uh is lactose turning on you? A lot of my oh, guests recently it's turning 15, on. Us. Fifteen, fifteen years old. Stop. Fifteen years old, you can't can't do dairy. I got real sick when I was 15. Whoa. Real sick hospital for a couple weeks. What? And then, uh, man, after that, no beef, no, no, uh, I just can't digest it. Really? Love it. Love a good steak. Can't eat it. You can't eat steak? Wait, what's steak got to do with dairy? It's a different thing? You can't do well, red no, for meat some reason, For some reason, dairy, that, at that point when I got sick. Yeah. No milk, no, no dairy, nothing. And then uh, beef, same way. And are you back on beef? No. What? Like every, since you're 15, every, you haven't had a steak. No, I've had a steak, but I'm telling. Let me tell you something. This is if I have a steak, if I eat that steak today, that steak won't leave me till Saturday. Really? Yeah, I it, could eat three steaks back to back right now and be hungry. Oh, dude, I'm no. feel, feel like a king. It it locks me up. Really? Yeah, can't digest it. Lately, my, I am turning a little bit. Just when I overeat late at night, I do have to pop some tums in the first time in my life. I used to have an iron constitution. Yeah, now I'm a tum guy. To. My doctor says yeah, I should try that. <laughs> the kazoo king man you kazoo king man and my doctor says my lanta my lanta georgia you know what i'm saying and and the last one here is uh at paramore ox for you mrs life without cell phones do you miss life without cell phones? i'm still thinking about my lanta georgia and that's so <laughs> i might get his t-shirt maybe that shit on it that's right <laughs> like come like, visit this peach you know what i mean my my lanta georgia uh, it's in your gut. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, something like yeah. you know, something like that. Climb up the wrong peach tree right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, what's the last one? <laughs> life without cell phones. Would you prefer yeah, man, dude, life I, without cell phones I leave if my you phone, could go back? When I take him on walks, I leave my phone at home. What? Yeah, I could go to the park with him. I don't, I don't take my phone with Not him. Not for your nighttime walks. You need your phone for your nighttime walks. Just a flashlight so you can see what the dog does. No, nah, he shits in the light. He shits in the light. He shits in the light. He's like kind of likes to make sure everybody sees what's going on. I leave my phone like like right now. My phone's uh, in your other room. That's yeah. I can't fathom it. I just I leave it. I walk away. I, I walk in the house. Plug my phone up. Don't even think for hours. Won't even look at hours. It. So that, I mean, even like so good for you. I don't I don't return text like I used to right. because I'm not with my phone all the time. I'm right. just now. I'm just living. I'm just that's amazing. Yeah. How many hours a day are you putting that phone down? 
from like an eight to eight type day, phones with me, what's it, 12 hours? I'm I'm without it four to six hours. Wow. Like when I'm dude. on set, if I'm shooting, both of the actors take out their phones. Right. My shit's in my dressing room. I don't even bring you it out. You got to teach me how to do that, dude. I just, dude it's, it's, once again, it's liberate. I don't and you just it. don't, you feel strong when you're not, when you're not checking it. Like you don't feel the pull. You're not like, oh, what am I missing? The stress comes back because now that's got right. crazy phone calls to return. Yeah, and you got 26 text, texts. But, but, uh, but I can get it done quick. Get that done quick, right. but yeah, I love being without it. Like, I, if I plug I my phone up, this. if I take the night off, like I'm not going to do a set or anything, I'll plug this shit up at 8.30, 9 o'clock and don't look at it till 7, 8 a.m. when I wake up. Really? Won't even look at it. You wait, you, will you leave the house to do sets? No, no, I'll, no, no. Oh, I'm saying like if I'm not doing sets. Oh, if you're not doing sets. But I'll put it on, I'll put it on like my, my bar cart where my really? charger and stuff is. Yeah. And I won't look at it the rest of the night. Really? Yeah. You go to bed and don't check it. I would not check it. So your alarm clock's not on your phone? Or do you Siri Alexa. Set it? The Alexa. Alexa sets yeah. it for you. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's, it's like an it, inspiration it, it, to me. But also, like, it, it's a connection thing. Like, because if my phone's always with me, I might check it. Right. So, like, if, if we're having lunch, I'm gonna leave. I can leave my phone in the car. I can I can turn it off and put it down, just so I'm I'm engaging with you 100. percent Dude, I like that. Yeah. I like that you've inspired me. I'd like to think I can try this. I mean, give it please a check in with me in, in a week and let me know, and I'll, I'll tell you if I'm able to. I'm gonna try. Try 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 a couple of days. I'm gonna try to put down the phone days. for at least a couple hours a day. Yeah. Do it. I'm telling okay. you. It feels it feels great. Uh, we do plugs before the thunder round. Before we get to our weird stories, in a moment to wrap this thing up, what, what would you like to plug? Of course, at Tone Bell on uh, at Tone media. Bell, my Twitter, my uh, Instagram. I'm, I'm finally back on Instagram right now. So uh, uh, you took a break. I, yeah, I took a break since December. I haven't posted anything since right before Christmas. Man, you're yeah. a digital detox inspiration to me. Man, I'm just I, I need it. I need it. You're a digital now. detox dream. Thank you, Captain K- Kazoo. <laughs> Kazoo King. Please use my proper nomenclature. Kazoo, sorry to be disrespectful. My God. Um, Become uh, a king and they don't even get. Wait, what was the, I forgot the question already. I don't remember it either. <laughs> the question was uh, your plugs. Oh, plugs, <laughs> plugs. Plug. Uh, That's at, how non-self-promotional and how connected you are. At, you get a chance to plug, and you're like, I don't even need T O N E B E L Tone Bell. People call me Tom all the time. Still, Tom Bell. Tom, I get it all the time. I guess I could sound like that if it blends together. If you I'm say like, it quick. Tone. Tone. You're I just noticed the TB on your hat is for Tone Bell. Is it, all, is it actually printed for I'm, you? No, no. Or is that Tam- a team? That's Tampa Bay. That's smart. But smart. I bought it because of, yeah. Very I got smart. jealous of Joe Coy and, and Michael Yo and everybody smart. got their They're printing their own hats. You're just using existing well, hats. Well, I've had Very this one for smart. years. I started wearing it again because I've seen them Very wear their hats. So. I wonder if there's a BG I could get it, get going for me. BG. Oh, you should get you a BG. Yeah, or I can do GS because it's a Glebe Squad, Golden State. Ooh. GS. Ooh. GS full. Not go BG. BG. Those are right. good letters, man. Those are pretty solid letters, yeah. Um, and then, oh, so uh, the next, oh, I'm playing, dude, I played, a, um, I think it's coming out in April, is uh, there's a show on BET called American Soul, which is like the story of Soul Train. Oh, I saw the preview for that, dude. And I'm playing Richard Pryor. That's insane. So that I'm doing that. the greatest dream for a comedian? No, it's scary as fuck. Did you have to, did, it's not did like you get it down? Because somebody Frederick Douglass or right. like somebody, you know, Teddy Roosevelt is like. This is a film? No, 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 no. It's, it's a series. It, yeah, I'm just doing like, it's It's not even about Richard. It really, right. like, the story is like Richard uh, takes over takes over hosting once for uh-huh. Don Cornelius because he had to leave. Richard Pryor was in town and was like, hey, I'll take over for you. So it's not, and I don't do an impression. I'm not trying to do an impression. You didn't try to recreate it. At all. Not even the vibe? Not at, Oh, yeah, like, you know, kind of, kind of, yeah, you vibe, know, yeah. kind of lanky and, and, you know, the hands and stuff. Right. But I didn't try to have a voice. So I just right. played me as a 70s comic. Right, okay. And I did like one little, there's, there's one point where I do go, I, I think I paid homage to it, but I go, um, I had to say something like, what is it? It's like a, I go, don't say it. And I oh, kind of, yeah. So I had like the squeaky, but that just a that, good impression right but there, just that part. Your face looked very Richard right there. Just that part though. That's the only thing uh, I did. I think that. you could have nailed the whole impression. 
if it was about his life, I would have I would have worked a little like on it. But Fair I told enough. him I was like, I'm not yeah. doing an impression, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want it if I'm doing an impression. That's pretty amazing. Thing. Um, so I did that. That's that comes out in April, I believe, and then uh, uh, the U.S. versus Billy Holiday will be in the fall. I don't have a date for that yet. I know they're still editing and sweetening. And then your that Showtime up. special, Showtime special, can't uh, cancel this. It's on Amazon now. It's still it's on, on Showtime. Amazon too. Nice uh, Hulu. Did yours make? Did your? Is your I know mine went to Hulu. I'm pretty sure I haven't looked it up. But are you? Mine on Hulu? did not go to Hulu. It's just it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Mine's I'll, on say, Amazon. I'll say on Amazon. Neurotic Gangster, and it's now also on YouTube for free. Anybody can watch it the whole hour. You put it up there. Free. They put it up there. I convinced the guy that made it and who owns it to put it up there because gotcha. I want. That's the way a lot of people are blowing. I might up right have now. to do that too. Then it's a good idea. When'd you do that? Just like three weeks ago. Okay. Well, then now it's possible. Yeah. All right. Everything's possible now. Hey, man. Kazoo, Kazoo King gets shit done. The Kazoo King changes the world. Yeah. And the Kazoo King changes the segments from Twitter answers to bring it home with the Thunder Round. An eight-year-old wins $200 worth of cannabis products at a youth hockey tournament. <laughs> in British Columbia, a grandfather is questioning whether it's appropriate to offer cannabis prizes and raffles after his eight-year-old grandson bid and won a stash of $200 of pot products. I mean, if it's legal. Edibles. But it's only legal if you're 19 or over in Canada. Oh, you have to be 19 in Canada? Yep. You have to be 18 here? Uh-huh. I think so. But then you can be... You can be 16 and drink up there, right? I don't know the answer to that, but it sounds about right for Canada because they're just cold and you need something to warm you up. Yeah, they, they got to allow it. Do you, what age do you think someone should be exposed to weed for the first time? Like forcing it, they should have it? Not forcing, but letting <laughs> them. I don't think we should ever force feed weed to people, but what should uh, they be allowed? Uh, I'm going to say 22. I'm going to say 22. Like if you're with a, to smoke by yourself. Yeah. 22. 22? Because if you start drinking at 21, or technically start drinking at 21, yeah. figure that out first. I smoked weed the first time when I was 17. Maybe I th- 16. I think I was 15. But you don't believe, you'd be, others should have to wait seven more years to hit the weed? In order to buy and smoke by yourself. Like, if you're going to be a, a, a everyday so, smoker, right. I think 22. 20, after college. This after is the most co- impractical. No, you can be in college. I think 18, you could, if, if like me and all my roommates go by, right. it has to be a group. I need to see four IDs. <laughs> <laughs> just so somebody has hard to enforce legislation somebody possible. has to be the best driver if you're gonna be happy. i love that you have to be in a group this is a very unique approach yeah, yeah. to it yeah yeah i like that yeah woman discovers plant she's been watering for two years is actually plastic fox nine reports she had the succulent was very excited she was cleaning it she was watering why would you tell it. somebody else that <laughs> right? Even if you have why would you tell the world i don't know and somehow she goes viral with it she goes viral apparently after she tried to shift pots realized it was in styrofoam with sand glued to the top hilarious you ever thought a plant was 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 real that was yeah yeah my mom my mom used to have this plant i thought it was fake the whole time and it was like it was one of those those huge like uh like almost like waxy magnolia leaves yeah. type thing yeah it was, like, it, was yeah. In, it was an indoor plant though and she used to take miracle whip of mayonnaise or something and like <laughs> and, t- and she like coat the the top of the leaf, so it'd be like lustrous and shiny. And the plant looked beautiful. Your living room smelled horrible. But it was real, but I thought it was fake for a long time. Wow. Oh, oh it was I, real. It was real. Oh, but she was it so was. shiny, it looked fake. I thought it was fake. Interesting. Yeah. So Parents I, allowed an 11-year-old to drive a car because they were sick of him playing Grand Theft Auto all day. In the UK, 11-year-old boy was driving a car, got pulled over by the police in Blackpool, the home of Chris Carter from the UK Brain Trust, of course. I feel like uh, that kid probably 
won weed at a raffle. Yeah, very likely. <laughs> very likely. Should kids even be allowed to play Grand Theft Auto? I, I think that should be 22. 22. 22 on 22. that. 22. Shouldn't be allowed to murder people and beat people with a baseball bat. You can probably bat. learn a lot from Grand Theft Auto. Kids the, probably you learn the wrong things. I mean, Wrong habits. But if you grow up super sheltered, that's how you get your street smarts. You think? Grand Theft Auto. Maybe. You also can get 11-year-olds high driving the streets. Learn, I mean, you can learn L.A. from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like, they have reproductions of everything. Yeah. They have the comedy store in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That was cool to go into the comedy store. Delia was in the game. Was he? <laughs> no, I don't know. I was still not on the wall, even in the, game, even the video game version. <laughs> are, are you on the wall? No. I'm not, I'm, I mean, not, I'm wall. not on the wall. Yeah. Is that ever going to happen for us? It's ridiculous. I, I've given up my hope. Me too. I've given up hope on it. At the moment, I'm, I, unless I become, But you work up there more than me, though. I don't work there that much. I, I play a lot of the outside produced shows, but never. That, I mean, that's yeah, that's all we can do. That's yeah, that's what that's my that's my normal too. I think the only, it's only going to happen when we become like superstars. Yeah, that's the only time we're going to become regular. Yeah. And they're going to put us on the wall, and be like, "We've always loved you here." Really? I'm, I'm gonna put my name on the wall. I and, thought about. And, it. I thought about bringing white out in dude. a different font. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about bringing white out to see if anybody notices, dude. Has anybody yeah. ever done it? It's whited out. I got a mask. Somebody's had to. Must have. <laughs> um. Two last things here. I think we got good ones to end this puppy on. Yep. An Iranian cleric, Ayatollah Tabrizian, has written extensively on something he calls vi- uh, known as violet leaf oil, which he says has miraculous properties. And he's telling people it can cure the coronavirus if you apply the oil, the essential oil, to your anus. That's what the guy believes. You look a little skeptical. Uh, I One, I trust it. <laughs> you blindly trust I, tr- I trust it you're just willing to experiment i just, I just like you, you just kind of when did you get to the anus when did he get to it you know what i mean it's like you don't start with the anus right he so tried like, everywhere else do you go do you go nose ears mouth knees and toes and then yeah, anus yeah like do you like he was you, rolling around in coronavirus re-exposing himself or was, that, or was that like a buddy going like nah I man you gotta put that up your butt I think it's probably Buddy because it's really hard to try multiple places for, for for that kind of a thing. I think he probably just had a friend that encouraged him. So According to the radio like news put site, a, put it on a tampon and then get it in there so it, so it can stay. Or how? Did, hmm. I think you just rub it on there because apparently uh, this man has been recommending consuming copious amounts of brown sugar, burning wild rue. I don't know what that is. Inhaling snuff and his eighth tip. I don't know what the other four are, but. Before bedtime, drench. Oh, there's the answer. Drench some cotton, like you thought. Drench some cotton in violet oil and apply it onto your anus. Would you try if it would keep you f- free of coronavirus? How much is this violet oil? What is it, is it I'm called sure violet? you could afford it. You have fifty thousand TV shows. You could probably afford some oils. <laughs> I think you could probably afford anus oil tone. That, that's that's the roadblock for you. How much do I have to pay for this oil? Um, Keeps you safe from death. Yeah, I, I would try, but I'm not telling anybody about it. <laughs> Dude, That's, let me just say, why do you think I'm not afraid of traveling through this <laughs> corona outbreak? I've been anus oiling since day one of the outbreak, dude. I, I don't even like checking. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. got to do it. I do it. I check. Do you ever check your butt? I check my butt. I'm not often. I check my butt. You're looking like in a mirror? Yeah. Very hard to get the angle for me. It's very hard. My mirror is high, so I had to go to. I literally have to go to you my just guest stand room. on the bath and stuff. I had to go to my guest room that has like Done a full it. length. Yeah. So it's not even inappropriate. You it's just not, check, like, how often are you checking? I check probably once a day. What? I check once every five years. I I check. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go see your doctor, dude. I'm fine. I wash like crazy. I have a shower I, with an extra hand. I do it. Know? I do it to make sure I, I uh, nothing. Um, like you know, I even though I use baby wipes, sure, but you got to use baby wipes. But I don't want. I'm trying to make sure nothing was. 
Yeah. You know, was caught. Like the Charmin commercials. You know, they have like the bear with the little. Look, if things about to go to downtown Chinatown, I'll either freshly shower or I'll, de- or I'll check. But if there's, it's no weird intera- check, if there's no chance for female interaction, I, I just you trust let her, myself. You let it ride? I trust myself. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's usually what I do it for. To make sure that, like, so you just case. every day have the potential to hook up. The life of a single man. You never know, man. You Lucky never know. Dog. Once every three months, I have to worry about it. <laughs> and our final story an airman is demoted for peeing in the office coffee maker. The Anchorage Daily News reports a joint base Elmendorf Richardson airman was demoted and received a letter of reprimand. Formal for this kind of a thing to receive a letter for peeing in his squadron, squadron's office coffee maker. That's Among hilarious. other violations of the Uniformed Code of Military Justice, formally charged as a violation of Article 92, dereliction of duty, the unnamed airman knew, <laughs> quote, knew or should have known to refrain from urinating in the squadron coffee maker. I would say definitely should yeah, have known. Yeah, should have known. Should have known in all circumstances. Um, he uh, received the letter of reprimand as well as a demotion to Airman Basic. A pretty basic move for sure. I'd have made him drink it. That's the solution. That's the punishment for that. The whole pot. The whole pot. However many ounces you dropped, that's how much you drinking. And then I think he's sentenced to the rest of his term and service to a daily application of coronavirus presenting, pre- preventing anus oil. <laughs> I think that's the move. What you do is you fill, you put the oil in like, um, like uh, paintball balls mm-hmm. and then you make him sit up anus out. I gotta tell you how impressed I am with how many creative applicator styles you already have. So he has in to mind. drink the pee. He has to drink his own oh, pee. Oh, then you shoot, and then you, and then he. You that's, shoot that's how a he, paintball. That's how he has to. There's no cotton ball for him. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it shot in there with a paintball gun, and we bring it in. We bring it in beret snipers. We bring it in. Well, that's I nice. Mean, At least you're going snipers to have good angle. Accurate, because you don't accurate. want. Look, man, he didn't. It, it wasn't his ball's fault. You that's don't want. A fair point. You want. His balls have nothing to do with this. Yeah. And they should be he left out. Learn a lesson. You don't want to hurt him, hurt him, but you want to learn that. a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Just fire a paintball soaked in essential oils. From 50 yards away. From 50. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it coming. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think that's probably the great place to end the podcast. <laughs> Tone Bell, thank you for being here. Absolutely, baby. Real blast. 1942's Day Soon. Kazoo King, man. Look, I'm happy you invited me. Absolutely. I have you did it. Our dogs are friends. Oh man, we're gonna play date soon. I gotta come see your place and see the picture yeah, on the wall. Yeah, you gotta come you gotta come check it out. Like I know I have a great house, but we gotta mix it around, you know. Yeah, man. Love it. Nineteen forty two is day soon. We're gonna get we're gonna get Absolutely. our our drink on. Next week. We'll do it next week. I'm a fan. All right. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth.